Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, big show tonight. We've got two of almost everything. So we will be flipping through this rather quickly, but we will get it all covered. And look, my first co-host is here. Yay. Good evening, Karen. Hi, AJ. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great, and I'm prepared for this week's show. Is is work treating you better? Work is treating me better, yes. I finished my big project at work, and I'm – which left me uh, time to watch TV. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm good. Work is treating me better. Life is treating me better. Uh, and I'm all caught up and much more That's professional good. this week. I can't, yeah. can't wait to talk about some of the shows. I know. Well, we got, so, like, uh, some more than others. Things that aren't at their end are nearing their end. So, um, yeah, it's been an exciting couple of weeks, I guess. Uh, and Jamie, be here in a second, I guess, right? To, I hope so. And talk about some stuff. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was till next week, but American Horror Story premieres tomorrow. I've been seeing a lot of advertisements for it on. Uh, I don't know. I must have been watching something on FX, um, or maybe they're just advertising all over the internet. It's um, AHS NYC. Yeah, I got to say, from what I've seen of it, I've only seen one trailer, and the trailer didn't really do anything for me. I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's all this talk and everything, and there's, like, posters of each cast member, apparently. But it doesn't tell you a whole lot. But I don't know. I'm I'm getting a vibe that I'm not going to like this season for some reason. So I well, guess well, I, I just have to see wait they're to saying see it's, it's the scariest like. season yet, the scariest season since Murder House or whatever. But you're right, the trailer doesn't show you anything uh, about what it's about, or it doesn't do much for me because I was like, oh well, that told me nothing. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, what it's about. The, the trailer I saw looks like they're all like looks like they're in an S and M club. That's <laughs> that's all I got yeah, from the yeah, trailer. Yeah, yeah, it was very kind of S and M looking. Lots of like. Um, and I was like, I saw the same yeah. one. But from yeah. what I also have heard, it covers different periods throughout time. Like, I think it starts in, like, I read somewhere that it starts, like, in the 1920s, and it works its way up to now. But I'm wondering if okay. it's, like, going to be a progression of S&M through the years. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, strong, like were... strong cast is always – no, uh, no Evan Peters this year, um, but uh, what's his name is back. Um, oh dear God, I can't think of his name now. Mm, I don't know who you mean. Um, Evan Peters, I guess, was busy making Dahmer. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Siler from Heroes. What the heck is the actor's name? Zachary Quinto. Zach- Zachary Quinto. Thank you. I was drawing a blank there. He's back this season, so. All right, so he's a, he hasn't been in in a long time, so yeah, uh, he'll be a welcome addition. Yeah, so I guess we'll just have to watch it and and see. So not next week, two weeks we'll be talking about it. 
Well, not next week because it premieres tomorrow. It premieres tomorrow. It premieres tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I was confused. Yeah, I uh, thought it was next week also. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you were saying. That it is tomorrow, not next week. All right. Yeah. So, well, we've got um, a couple things bowing out of the lineup this week or next week finale. So we'll have some room for it going forward. Yeah, yeah, she holds. Show, but she holds done. She holds done tonight. Yep. And House uh, of the Dragons done next week. So. Yeah, and as soon as Jamie gets on here, we'll start talking about it. There's a little texting. Is that her? Let's see what my text message. Says. I just no. That's that's uh, me asking her if she forgot about us. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's you texting Jamie. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we'll do a little Walking Dead, I think, when she gets here, uh, which is, as I've been saying, surprisingly um, stronger uh, these last few weeks. And then um, oh, there she jump is. into a bunch of other stuff, I guess. Hello, Sorry, Jamie. I a, when I dialed, it popped up a stupid thing from the cell phone company, and I was trying to listen to what it said. So I finally hung up, and then I dialed again, and I accidentally dialed my asshole. I hope I didn't, he did, it didn't actually ring, because I hung up. <laughs> I'm like, I hit the wrong thing. Anyway, hello. 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 Uh, so you ready for a jam-packed night, Jamie? Yep. We got quite a bit. All right. So you guys jump into – you got two of the Walking Dead, right? Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you I dead. skipped some of the stuff when right. I wasn't here, I take it. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, so you guys right. jump right into The Walking Dead, which is apparently better. I mean, I think it's been better, Jamie. I mean, so this yeah, episode, I was, think well, it has too. I mean, I think last week was really a little bit stronger than this week, but this week was okay. Um, still pretty good. Um, Remind me so what last had, like, week was. I, I messaged okay, so, you and you didn't get the message yet. Over these two episodes, we've had the uprising at the um, at the Commonwealth, and last week was the episode where Max tricks Sebastian into saying a bunch of like oh, oh. stuff about the Commonwealth about how he really feels, like, yeah. and then and then uh, when he was like making his speech on Founders Day, Eugene plays it over the loudspeaker, right? Yeah. So everyone hears yeah. what a jerk he is. Yeah, um, I remember now. I just can't remember what the yeah. I've, I've watched so, it way before. And so he was killed in last week's episode. Um, he's bitten yeah. by a zombie. Um, and then in this week's episode is all the follow of that and Pamela trying to like, you know, um, uh, regain control, me, find me. out who did it. Punish someone. Remind me one thing though, because I was trying to, to. It didn't show it on the recap. I was trying to remember, and I couldn't for sure. Um, I know that he shoved that. Um, Sebastian shoves Max into the at the zombie, or shoves the zombie at Max. I forget yeah. which, but anyway. Yes. Yes. Um, it was Eugene that pushed the zombie back at Sebastian, wasn't it? Well, Eugene didn't. As in my watching I mean, of it, Eugene relevant. didn't intend. Yeah, in my watching of it, the way I viewed that, Eugene really didn't intend for the zombie. He just like shoved Sebastian aside, or shoved the right. zombie or whatever. Okay. Like so, he wasn't like was shoving. It was Eugene, right. but he didn't it like wasn't shove like what the he zombie. Did to Max. <laughs> he didn't right. shove the zombie at Sebastian as a weapon to try to kill him. He just he wasn't even looking, right? Like I feel like nobody was even looking, 
and and then it falls on Sebastian, and really Sebastian's like, oh, help me, help me, and like and t- like one thousand people stand around and watch and don't do anything, and then they're mad. Yeah. At, like it's kind of crazy that they're going after Eugene, right? Well, a ton that's of what people I was saying. And that's what I was kind of trying to remember. It wasn't necessarily that he pushed him. It was more about what he did with the recording and them assuming that, you know, trying to figure out what, what went down. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they, they finally did what they did. But you're right. Everybody else stood there. Nobody did anything. Daryl totally could have. And par- par- I remember he kind of purposely didn't. Like, you could tell that Daryl was like, yeah, right. <laughs> At least that's what I got. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, and all um, tons of, like, I mean, redshirt townspeople. Yeah. There and well, to be fair, all the redshirts were kind of already ticked off to begin with at him, which yeah. didn't help. But, um, I mean. He's, he's a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't that yeah. what Eugene did. I mean, they tricked him into saying the tr- what he felt. It wasn't like they made him say something that he didn't feel. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like they twisted what he said or anything. Right, um, and obviously it was really yeah. accident. But so, so that's yeah. the fall. That's that, and then the the next one is the fallout, right? Up until yeah. the end when Eugene goes back, right? Well, yeah. There's all that um, fallout, and like people are going around trying to like find like Rosita gets gra- right, Max gets grabbed and put in jail, I guess. Uh, they're going after Rosita. They're trying to get Rosita. Everybody's really trying to get the kids. Everybody's hot, right? Everybody's hiding, trying to get at, uh, so all that's going on. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I would kind of like to say that none of this would have happened if Carol didn't like, like pull up, like make her own side deal and do her own thing. Right. Like they had a plan to get out and Carol went two weeks ago, Carol went on her own and cut a deal with Pamela to get their people out without telling you, she pulled like, mm-hmm. this is like totally what Kate on Lost would do, right? Like every a plan and then she's got to go like not listen when, and like do her own thing. Um, yeah. Although what the deal they made though, a kind of, I think that when she made the deal in a way that was kind of awesome, because I mean, it was like they had sort of, were going to get caught for what they were doing. It, it was a way out of it. I don't think the deal was a bad thing, but yeah, you're right. She kind of goes, off on she went rogue. And, uh, Carol's been doing this now for a couple. Se- like this has happened a few times in the last few seasons. Like people have been mad mm-hmm. at Carol for like going her own way and like not consulting people and you know. Um, yeah, I do remember uh, like going really behind their back. Did was cool. I thought what she did was cool and it was a smart move. The problem is, is that it left it with letting Sebastian get away with everything, which I think was the, oh. was the big problem, that they weren't willing to let that happen. They had to do something to – because they're trying to, you know, make the truth be known and everything. Um, well, I kind of, I kind yeah. of though, disagree. Like, like, it came down to that they were like, we got to get out of here and save our people and, like, let the Commonwealth be to itself, and they were all going to leave, right? They had a plan to escape. No, I out. guess I'm more meaning hmm. – I guess I'm more – well, that's true, though. The only reason Milton caught Daryl and them wasn't that she really caught them. It was because Carol went and caught her. I was thinking that they got caught. They didn't really get caught. That hadn't happened yet. This was sort of a way of it's like we won't go against you if you give us asylum, but you're right. They could have done it in a different way, I guess. Um, but yeah, bottom line, Carol – Bottom line, Carol should not have gone behind every single person's back and no, unilaterally decided. At least when Rick made decisions and wouldn't listen to anybody, 
he told them what his stupid plan was and was like, we're doing <laughs> yeah, it. That's true. Carol that's true. didn't even, like, tell anybody. What she just went behind everybody's back. It's not cool. No, you're right. You're right. Anyway, so, there was also this annoying side story that went on with Jerry and Aaron trying to get back and Elijah and Lydia. They're trying to go back to Alexandria with some supplies or whatever, and they they – they go. They find this awesome place to hide, which is kind of ridiculous. We can talk about that. And then they encounter this zombie who can like climb trees and stuff. Yeah, climb walls. Wall. I mean, he didn't climb a tree. He can open door knobs. So that that went on yeah. also. So we can talk about that separately. Yeah. But the Commonwealth. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. I was going to say first. I think the other big thing is that um, there's two big parts we didn't talk about yet. Uh, the the one was I was going to say about Eugene. He obviously turned himself in because he's in love with Max. wasn't necessarily the smartest decision, but I think that it makes sense in his character's journey in the sense that it's showing that he is now found his bravery. Like whether it was stupid or not is beyond the point. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. about that he made mm-hmm. the right choice rather than running and being scared. So I understand that they did that, and it kind of made sense for Eugene in that sense. It showed growth. Um, and then the other thing is the yeah. plants. So I don't know. Which do you want to talk about first, the the smart zombies or what happened with Hornsby? Well, we could – I mean, let's talk about – oh, there's the whole Hornsby thing also, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so she decides to stick Walker Sebastian. Yeah, yeah which I'm sorry. Uh, here's the thing. I get that she's sad her son's dead. Don't don't get me wrong. But most people, if they're not totally insane, would not want their son to – I mean, I don't want to say he's suffering as a walker, but most people, you, you would think he wouldn't want to be a walker and you would have killed him. But no. Instead, of course, she's nuts and leaves him a walker. But um, she uses it to, to – to put them in with Hornsby, and it basically is like, I'll give you a chance to live. You have to feed him, and he cuts up the guy. Um, I mean, I can't help but think, though, she had to think that there was a chance he was going to kill him, but I guess it was always the idea of you better not kill him, you just feed him. I mean, I don't know what she thought was going to happen after he got hungry again. I don't know exactly what the plan there was, if she intended Lance to die or what, but I mean, she did give him the machete, so it kind of was fifty-fifty. What was going to happen after? We don't know yet. But um, I mean, but she I think live. I think it was a way of like making Hornsby like make himself like make himself uh, as we say in Game of Thrones, making him making him bend the knee. It was a way of like being like, okay, Hornsby, like okay, so if he kills Sebastian, she's going to kill him. And she might kill him anyway, but by like if he so if he if the if Sebastian if he feeds Sebastian the zombie whatever if eventually Sebastian kills Hornby I don't think she really cares right but, but it doesn't but if, for him to kill Sebastian is my point like that machete yeah, was totally I, I, cut that guy up was what I was okay yeah so it was to cut the um, guy up and finish I, I, but I think it's I think it's to subjugate Hornsby like make him basically grovel make him bend the knee make him yeah. like. Totally rededicate himself to Pamela in that in that moment, right? Yeah. No, really I was going to say wants. too. I, I definitely, you know, I got the feeling before when I was talking to him, I kind of wondered, and I definitely got the feeling in this episode that I, I don't know if it was too was one sided or not, but he definitely has a thing for her, or did it a certain point? Wouldn't you say? Like, there's something going on there, or was something going? No. On there? 
I don't. I think I that. I took. I don't know. He seems awfully. I don't know. To me, sometimes I mean, he seems like a little more devoted to her than he should be. So, like maybe he. Well, I don't know. At some I point, think, I think I think he's very, very, very insane, like. But... <laughs> no, 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 no. Like wants power. Like he was a nobody. I think he was always a nobody, as she says. And he's close to power. He can be near power. He wants to have power. He's like one of these people who, like, uh, so he, I mean, I think, I think, I think he's like devoted to her. I don't think he's a thing for. Her. I think he's a thing for power. Maybe like he wants power, and like this is how he can be close to it. Is what I think his his thing is. But I could be reading it wrong. Maybe there are people who who see that differently. Yeah, I don't know. I um, kind of sub a while get that feeling from him a little bit not that it's like overt or anything but just I kind of wonder um but anyway that's kind of all that stuff is is very strange I mean I I do think I do think any chance that anybody thought there was that Pamela wasn't really a totally corrupt and horrible leader and that she thought she was doing what was right any chance of that is gone yeah because I kept saying I felt like you know, maybe she was trying to be a good leader. And, and I'm not saying she isn't trying to save her people, but she's definitely corrupt and doesn't care. Um, I think sometimes hearing the actors speak makes a difference of how, like, you see, like, how I see, I guess, the characters. Because, like, as a, you know, like, as a performer, they have to, like, find the character's truth, and they have to, like, make it make sense to them. So when you hear them talk mm-hmm. about it, they make it sound like they have reasons for what they're doing, and it's not always good reasons, but it makes it sound like it when you talk to them, and I think sometimes I get, like, kind mm-hmm. of jaded by that, and then after I'm like, yeah. well, I didn't take it that way, so, um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely think that she's she's corrupt, obviously. I mean, and, she has uh, no interest in a democratic process. She she was positioning no. Sebastian to be the next ruler of the Commonwealth, right? She has no interest right. in any type of democratic right. anything. Right. Um, I mean, I don't think she wants, like, all her people to get slaughtered or anything like that, but I think she cares well, no. more about power and about things going her way than she does about protecting She'll people get slaughtered because then she has nobody to rule and to keep her in luxury. Like Sebastian said in his, you know, when he was surreptitiously taped, he said, like, the poor have to stay poor so that That's... we can get richer. Like, yeah, true, true. He did say that, all that stuff. I mean, there was a lot of kind of commentary on our current political and class structure in this country, right? And yeah. and her interest in maintaining that, you know, when there's an opportunity to remake everything, she has, you know, it's the same old thing that, that you know, right. a, a few people get ahead and those in power can be in power. It's kind of depressing, yeah. really. Yeah, it is, if you think about it too much. All right, so the yeah. other thing is the smart zombies. Now, we, we sort of talked about this, and this was what they were apparently hinting at, which I still don't think a lot of that made sense, but apparently hinting at with World Beyond is that these zombies are getting smarter. And um, mm. I think we both kind of feel the same way. It's not that it's not necessarily a good story idea. It's the fact that other than the pilot – it's kind of not been in the story and they just decide we're just going to stick it in at the 11th hour and people are going to accept yeah. it. That's what I had to take issue yeah. with. Yes. Not the pilot, but maybe the whole first season, right? The well, whole Frank whatever. Yeah. Season. Sorry. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think yeah, so. Right. I read I read some comments Angela Kang gave about it because I, you know, I, I was kind of like, oh wow, now all of a sudden zombies can turn doorknobs and they can climb up walls and whatever, and like, what the hell is that, right? And then I was mm-hmm. like reading, and I was like, oh yeah, well, season one they did have a little bit of. Like when Morgan's wife was turning the knob, but she couldn't actually like get in or whatever, right? Um, right, and that might be why they added some of that to Fear the Walking Dead too. But you you can't not put it in for ten years and expect people to be okay with it. I mean, uh, it, it yeah, just doesn't work. right? Um, yeah. Um, uh, but I, I yeah. thought like the way it, the way they played it out, you know, I don't feel it's like the zombies are necessarily getting. I don't know if they're getting smarter. Like Aaron said, I've heard rumors about walkers who could turn doorknobs and climb walls, but I never saw one before. And um, uh, I felt like they were trying, I felt like they were trying to say they've always been there. There's just not that many of them and nobody noticed them, right? I Um, kind of buy that, but you know in the new season, every other zombie is going to be like that, right? Or in the new shows, I I mean, because (laughs) so, but yeah. Angela King talks about them as variants, that it's a variant zombie um, walker. And, um, you know, are there well, variants? Diseases uh, mutate. <laughs> but, well, yeah, I yes, right? Yeah. And, and, they, and she talked about, and people have talked about, yes, in World Beyond, they kind of alluded to that, especially with that bit in France at the end. Um, and in, in Tales of the Walking Dead, there was that, in the Anthony Edwards episode where he's a scientist studying zombies and you know how he talks about, well, there was one that killed a dog and left it behind for the rest of the herd to eat. And I think he was really like a, you know, a leader among zombies trying to take care of his herd or whatever. And that woman's like, you're insane, whatever. That's, you're wrong. But uh, you're right. They're sprinkling it around. And you and I, you and yeah, I have I talked, we talked it. on our text this week, how, you know, we have, for years now been like, God, the zombies are barely even a threat. They don't do anything except when the writers want someone to die, then suddenly they become stupid and get killed by a zombie. Right. right? And that's that's my point. It's not that it's a bad idea. It's that they introduced it 10 years later. Um, You know, and, you know, I read somebody said something which actually would have been interesting. I forget who wrote wrote, one of the articles they were saying they could have even introduced it and had them actually be like whispers with them and that like the whispers got taken out these zombies or something oh, so like it yeah. was introduced but our, our that but like our characters hadn't seen it so it would make sense i think that was kind of an interesting idea i think there was other ways they could have introduced it along the way i think they never had any intention of introducing it again until very recently when they decided to make more spin-offs Otherwise, I yeah. think they would have sprinkled it. I mean, they put some in Fear of the Walking Dead because they had the whole thing with Alicia about that people have this, like, a memory of what they did in their lives or whatever. They definitely brought it back. But bringing it into other series is not the same thing as putting it in the same show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I agree with you. Yeah. It was cool that we ripped off his face and you expected it to be a person and it wasn't. That was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. I did yeah. like that reveal. Yeah. But, um but yeah, so yeah. I don't know. It is what it is with this show. It 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 has its moments of not <laughs> so so smart writing, but it it has been better. This season's been better. I mean, I think since Angela King has come on in general, it's been better. But um, yeah, I think this season, this back half so far is is pretty good. Um, 
So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd a- like to say, I'd like to say, if the other series, you know, stick in this vein, that they could be good and maybe it could bring it back again. But it's kind of like, yeah, but if that's the case, then why is like fear tanking? You know what I mean? Like they're they're obviously and, and- all not putting enough care into all their shows. They have too many. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because Tales of the Walking Dead was basic, across the board bad also, I thought. Um, but this Commonwealth stuff has been pretty good. Of course, of course, what's good is, like, we're watching a story about a corrupt government and a civic uprising, which is really what's interesting, right? Like, the zombie part's, not, like, not as interesting as the political side of the story I'm interested to see where it goes. Which is what they need to do more of, is put less zombies in. I mean, that's kind of when it's always been better, is when the humans are the evil. I mean, we said that from the beginning. Yeah. Um, But it'll be interesting to see where it goes. We've talked a little bit about how the ending, how the comic book ends, um, you know, which is, uh, I mean, Sebastian kills Rick at the Commonwealth um, in the comic book, and that is not something that can happen. Uh, Rick is not, first of all, Rick's not the Commonwealth, and and anybody, as we talk about, anybody who seems to be taking the Rick role, like they're all they'll have plot armor now because they're all getting their own shows, and Sebastian mm-hmm. can't kill anybody, so right. how, how plus like Rick is now getting a six episode show with Michonne, right? So um, he can't even show up at the Commonwealth at the last second to be killed. Um, so I mean, no, but see... I still think there's a good chance he's going to show up at the very end just to get people to watch the new series, because I think that they'll do that. I, and that's just I have honestly have no clue. I just think they're going to do that. They'll find a way to, right. even well, if it's like only... showing him elsewhere. Like he doesn't necessarily have to be the Commonwealth, but I think they're going to be like either he's going to show up or it's going to be something like, you know, elsewhere. Do 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 do. Like this is what's happening type of thing. I have a feeling yeah. it'll do something. I don't. Well, we have um, only, I think, five or six more episodes to find out, so. Something, yeah. I also question yeah. that Rick and Michonne's show will only be six episodes. Do you think that will happen, or do you think they'll do what they do with all of these, and it'll keep going, and they'll be like, it's already been renewed for season two. I wouldn't be surprised. I think, I think <laughs> I that know. show will, I, here, I think that show will go, they will, as long as Andrew Lincoln no, wants to play the character, they would renew it. I don't think Denai Guerrero maybe has more than six episodes in her because she has, uh, I think, other, you know, other things in well, her career. I mean, she, too, but... well, she has a movie career I mean, and she's a play, she has a movie career and yeah. she's a playwright and she does the stage and she does a bunch of other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And she just seems yeah. to maybe not be as, but yeah, I think, I think. They would absolutely renew it if Andrew Lincoln would go for it, but we'll see how bad it is when it comes out. I mean, and he's a good I... part of it, too. So we'll see. See how it does. AJ. AJ would like to speak. Denai Den- also has a Disney Plus show coming. They're oh, making a uh, Okoye. Oh, yeah. She's got... She's got... Yeah, so she's going to be busy. Yeah. Well, you never know. Oh, really pairing. Ooh, the dog wants to say something too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she decided to bark because Artie came out of his room. I knew you had a cat. Oh, didn't even oh, you guys have had a dog for a couple of years, right? Oh God. Um, We've had a dog for a long time. I don't know why. I don't like, remember. 
Probably just because I always see Lisa posting cat pictures, if that's what, what I equate with the you having. Is like, well, um, all right. Well, I guess that's about all right. it for this episode. I think the next one's good. I'll just say that because um, I did. I you have keep saying that. <laughs> well, this one was good. You've been saying it for good years. It was good. Karen's agreed with me. They've yes. been better. So. Yes, it I mean, it's yeah. not like it was like, wow, amazing, you know, the show is perfect now. But, I mean, it was, it was good. I liked it. Um, All right. Okay. Well, so All right. what do you want? What show do you want to do next? Interview or She-Hulk? Do she- Let's do She-Hulk. Now, before okay. you guys say anything, all right? Yeah. Um, By the way, I was right. Just, <laughs> just to, yeah, because obviously we want to talk about the finale, but the previous episode – um, the frog, you know, it's funny because when I saw the trailer and I saw Frogman was in it, I'm like, what the hell are they doing with Frogman? Now, now that I've seen it and know, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, it was an interesting and having, and having Jake Jacobson was a good way to have, make Matt show up and have it make sense. And I was very happy because at the end of the episode, when she's at the gala, we find out, Hey, I was very excited for Karen. I was like, Karen's getting an answer as to why he had why he cloned her phone. Now we yes. know. <laughs> yes. Yep. And the, yeah. the videos. Well, that means he put yeah. so well, my, some of the videos in her. But he took so her. Since book, I saw the finale. Since, yeah. Since I saw the finale, I have been anxiously awaiting to talk to the two of you because I am curious. Because there's there's pretty much three opinions about the finale. There's comic fan, book fans who get it, and then there's people who either love the finale, that aren't comic book fans but still watch all the Marvel stuff, and either that loved it or hated it. And I'm very anxious to see how the two of you feel about it. I loved it. I thought it was so funny the way they did it. I liked it. I mean... Karen, I thought I, it was I thought it was something different, and that it's a memorable finale, um, and that you know that they tried something different and they poked fun at themselves, and they you know they took the fourth wall breaking thing as far as they really could go. Um, but I think as a wrap up to like the stories that happened, I'm not sure if it's a totally great way to do that. I mean, I appreciated. When it looks like every all characters coming together and all the threads are coming together to be one big finale, and Jen's like, "This is so stupid. This doesn't work." I mean, I, I agree with her. That's not a good. That would not have been a like. A, I like the very meta way they did that, but I, I don't think it was a really good um, wrap up to the storyline. And there's a bunch of stuff that is left hanging to make no sense. Like, what was the point at all of Titania at all in any episode? <laughs> like, right. I, I agree yeah, with that. But the other thing is, because I was going to say, I think it was very cool what they did. But, yeah, by doing it, they sort of took away from giving it an actual ending. And they kind of, like, wrapped it up to me. And also, there's one thing that, like, they, they skipped that makes no sense. I don't know if it, they just didn't explain it and you were supposed to get it. But she wasn't able to turn into She-Hulk. And I got, you know, and she was outside of the show and all that meta thing. But when she came back, she was still She-Hulk, and she shouldn't have been able to be. And that was like the little nitpick. I'm like, why is she not human now? But, no, um, I don't think 
I don't think she was unable. I think she agreed to not become She-Hulk. As well, part she of her... had an ankle thing on well, like they... you did that was supposed to... Yeah, I an ankle monitor an ankle, so they can see where you are. Oh, okay. oh, that's true. I guess it could not stop them. But, I, thought uh, I, thought it was I thought it was a... You're right, because he... Maybe I didn't understand it. That it didn't know he was. I thought it was a dampener. I, I thought I it was a home monitor, much like we have nowadays, that they can tell if you leave your house or where you're going, what you're doing. Yeah. But it, it, they very clearly said that she agreed not to become She-Hulk. Yeah. It's supposed to tell them if she becomes She-Hulk, but I thought it would stop her. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's what it's called. Abomin- but I guess if the abomination right. was changing back and forth and nobody noticed it, though, I don't because know. the abomination but a lot agreed. Of it, they kind of erased and undid, so it's hard to tell. He agreed. <laughs> a lot of it was like, he, didn't happen. It's because he agreed not to become abomination. There's no monitoring of it. He agreed not to become the abomination, and he only did it when, like, they weren't tr- like. I don't think they had any way of knowing unless they see him. I think that was a. But was she I restricted from going somewhere? That that's making it sound like she was under house arrest. Because why would she have an? No, but it's that? so it's so they know where you go. They can see you go to work, you go home, you go to work, you go home. They, yeah, I guess maybe she had some restrictions. I don't know, but she lost her right. apartment and job. I, I, mean, I guess it's I mean, not really relevant. I mean, this isn't like a super serious. It has to make absolute sense. I just, I wondered yeah. when it did it. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it was yeah. cool. I love how they did it. I thought it was funny, the whole Kevin thing and everything. But I think that they shouldn't have, in a way, done it because there wasn't enough episodes. And I feel like it took away from it, and they wrapped mm-hmm. up the ending too neatly. But yet there was still threats. So there. That's my well, quick analysis. <laughs> hey, yeah. Jay, what and, do you think? I agree. I agree with a lot of things you guys said. I absolutely loved it. Like, I'm sitting here, and she's like, wait, what is going on here? And then, like, she's like, you know, fourth wall breaking, and all of a sudden it goes, you know, to the the Disney mm-hmm. Plus screen. She's like, oh, no, you're not going to do this to me. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this. This is amazing. And I uh, loved it for a, a lot of reasons. One, um, I thought that Kevin being uh, – a robot was hilarious. Um, yeah. And, and, and it was funny, actually, because the writer of the show wrote the episode and then went to Feige and was like, is this okay? And he loved it. The only thing he wanted to do was to make it clear that he was not the robot. <laughs> but they ended up, he ended up agreeing to let the robot wear the hat that he's always wearing. Uh, that hat is, like, glued I, to his head. Yeah, but the, the, so a lot of things I liked about it was um, they all talk in, about um, in 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 um in one of the Deadpool comics, there's a standalone comic called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. There's actually two. There's, there's Deadpool Kills the Marvel Com- uh, Universe, and there's Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe again. The wh- way she walked into the writers' room and everything is very similar to the end of one of the Deadpool comics, so I got a big kick out of that. Whether or not that was the intention of what they were doing or not, but the fact that they went that far with it with her, and I think what you know, I, you know, I agree with you guys that it kind of didn't wrap up a couple things. Like to ta- to ta- yeah, Titania was kind of pointless, um, but what I did like was what she said you know, about this story isn't about, you know, a big fight at the end. She's like, this story has been about me coming to terms with being a, you know, a Jen and being She-Hulk, you know, which 
I hadn't thought about the show that that, that, that was the kind of the story that we were actually watching was her coming yeah. to terms with being both people. She wanted, you know, she only wanted, she wanted to be Jen who just happened to be She-Hulk. And by the end, she's okay yeah. with both, which I hadn't really thought about that until she actually came out and said it. Um, I love the X-Men comment. I, I love the, you know, she said a lot of things that have been all over the internet that people have been getting feeling that a lot of the Marvel movies are redundant. Mm-hmm. They're the same, the same script with different characters. It's been getting stale, you know, and I think this is, you know, She-Hulk kind of turned everything on its ear to kind of say, guess what? We're going to, you know, going forward, things are going to be a little, little bit different. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. other than, other than the, the, the dropping Titania, I kind of liked it. Um, I was slightly disappointed that Todd was the leader of um, Intelligentsia yeah. because in the comics, it's ironically, in the comics, the leader who is going to be in the new Captain America movie is actually the head of Intelligentsia. And Modoc's part of it, who's going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania. So it might all actually turn out that Todd is just a uh, lower lower echelon character of the whole thing, if, it, if they keep it going. And one thing I've said all along about She-Hulk is it seems to have been a source of wrapping or kind of like filling in the gaps here and there of certain movies and stuff whilst also setting up things in the universe going forward. Um, the stuff know, with, with Daredevil is great. What's that, Jamie? Sorry, I just wanted to yeah. add on what you, were, what you were saying. The one thing you made me think of when you said that that was so funny is when Bruce was, like, trying to tell where he was. And they're like, we're not going to listen to that, or we don't care, whatever they said. Yeah, same and he for the movie. didn't find out about where he was. That was funny. Well, yeah, I kind of – Based on the uh, the end credit scene, I know where he was, <laughs> and, where, and where and what the Hulk movie that we're going to be getting is going to be about. Yeah, I know where he was because I read about it. Um, oh, about you know, there was also the fact that now we don't know that it'll happen or not, but she sort of threw out there that there might be a season two was the other big thing. Whether or not it'll happen, I don't know, but. I don't know. Yeah, there will be. She, she I, um, Tatiana, Tatiana claims she doesn't know. <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, what about I, you, Karen? I, did, I mean, I did think you know. Well, like I said, I appreciate the ending for being different and trying some things. Um, I, I guess. You know, AJ, I kind of disagree with you when you say you hadn't thought about, like, this being a show about Jen trying to, like, balance both sides. Because I feel like maybe you hadn't thought about it, like, had that particular perfect thought come out of your mouth or run through your head in the last few weeks. But I feel like as we've been talking about it every week that we've certainly been talking about those kind of topics. and that. But I don't think like, we I thought think, that was you know, the point. I think is what he's saying. Like, isn't that what you mean, Aiden? Yeah. Not that we weren't thinking about it, but that wasn't like we thought there was more to it. We didn't really. Yeah, yeah. Like, we kept right. saying yeah. there's no big moment. We're not hitting that climax, but we did. You just weren't really thinking about it in that way, I yeah. guess. Cause, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. You were, we were expecting it always to be a superhero story, and it never was going right. to be. Right, right. Did one, you think I guess your, what you your mean. show I, screwed wait. up? 
I thought for a second my show paused and it went back to the menu. Did you think that? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. They pulled I the Sopranos on us. <laughs> I mean, that was funny. I, like, wait, what? I do, I do feel a little bit spoon-fed that to have Jen go and kind of lecture Kevin in that way is a little bit spoon-feeding the audience on – on what the show is about and what we're supposed to take from it. And maybe like, maybe we could have come to that ourselves. Uh, that's the kind of thing we like to talk about. So I felt a little spoon fed maybe at that. And I felt a little that, uh, you know, the, it was kind of an abrupt ending to um, what we were learning about seeing and learning about intelligentsia, which, you know, it, it is, um, had so much to say about the way women are treated on the internet today. And really, I mean, so I'm not a comic follower, but many people have written this week how all of that mirrors like what has been going on in comics and fandom for, for a couple of years now. And, and even like Gamergate and like what women, what women who work in the comic industry go through the way they're online, the way they're, you know, the way, the way writers and artists who write stories for female superhero characters um, or, you know, the way certain, like there's entire forums dedicated to things like how horrible She-Hulk is or how horrible how, uh, Mighty Thor is, like just because they're, okay, I'm rambling now, but you know what I mean? Like how that intelligentsia yeah. storyline came to a head and, and, and really was like putting up a mirror to to the fandom and the industry. And kind of, I mean, I know it's a half-hour comedy. They're not going to be too harsh on a whole segment of, of the fandom, but it, it kind of cut that off abruptly in favor of, you know, Jen making sort of like an, you know, I don't know. I, I'm running out of steam here to articulate, but you guys know what I'm trying to say, right? Yes. Yes, I do. So, I, I mean, it was cool because it was main, to me mainly because it was different and like, kind of a, they put themselves out on a limb to end it that way. It was a gutsy kind of move. And it was pretty entertaining. Like a lot of funny stuff was said. Um, because those are real problems with Marvel. Yeah. Also. And I got to say, um, when, when she made the comment about bring Daredevil back, I was not expecting Matt to show back up. <laughs> like he kind of yeah, dropped through the sky. <laughs> I was like, holy that crap, he came back. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, oh my God, I can't believe we, we didn't mention this. Karen, I don't know if Jamie's ever seen it, but Karen, how much did you love the 1970s opening? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. I have never – have I seen the original? No, but I figured It that. was really well done. It was that really was, well done. Oh, I loved it. And, it's, it was, oh, and yeah. the great thing was the title card was the Savage She-Hulk, which is what – when she originally premiered, that's what they called her, the Savage She-Hulk. Um, and, first, uh, you know what? And I guess this raises questions of like how much, how much of this was, was just tongue in cheek fun, and how much of it are they like legitimizing that as part of the MCU? Like, like, like the Incredible Hulk in that series wasn't even named Bruce Banner. His name he was named David Banner, right? Yeah, well, David. Oh, see, that that was the thing I never understood about the Bill Bixby show because. His his name is Bruce David Banner, and oh, on the television show, because he faked his own he death, he went by David instead of Bruce. That's why. 
That's why, because he was like the fugitive. It was like the fugitive slash the Hulk that that series. That's right. Yeah. That guy was always that yeah, reporter was always trying to catch him. That, yep. Yep. Yeah. That's why I forgot about that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I enjoyed I I enjoyed seeing that. Um. And I remember. Do you guys remember when my avatar on the old boards was the Incredible Hulk? And like. Fate, oh yeah. Like I had like a I had that fate that I like forgot about transformational that. face. <laughs> And everyone was like, get rid of that thing, it's dizzy. Yeah, that was oh, my old, uh, that, that was my old avatar. I was Angry just thinking Hulk. how we talk, so what's his face? I can't think of his name now, but. We, um, Jamie and I met Lou Ferrigno. That's right, we met Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, we pictures with him. Oh, that's right. We talked yeah. to him about Sharknado. We talk, I think we yeah. talked about Hulk, too, though, didn't we? I think we mentioned it a little bit. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway. I don't think it'll come back. I, I, I have a feeling this might be one and done. Although they said that about everything this year. Like everything was supposed to be one. Like Hawkeye was one and done. And Moon Knight was one and done. And like everything is one and done, right? So we'll, well see. And, how much and, they and say that. neither of them have. Well, see, I mean, but Disney Hawkeye, if it, I think if Hawkeye gets a second season, I don't think Jeremy Renner's going to be in it. I think it's going to just focus on Kate. Um yeah. Moon Knight, I, yeah. I don't want a second season. Um, you know, I mean, She-Hulk, I could see getting a second. If it all depends on where they go next with the characters and if they even need, you know what I mean? It, it all, like, I feel like the shows have, you know, they kind of they give us the in-depth story of certain characters, but they, you know, it either comes from the movie and then the, and then, and then it also leads into movies. You know what I mean? Uh, speaking of which, um, I heard recently that now this isn't set in stone, but right now the game plan is that the X, the mutants that they are going to be featuring in the eventual X Men movie are all going to get Disney Plus shows first to introduce the characters before culminating into a movie, which I think is a really good idea. Wait, say that again? I can, Explain it to me again. So, the whatever X, whatever characters they end up putting in X-Men, they're all going mm-hmm. to get Disney Plus shows. Oh, so like, so, oh, so, right. all be... so, so, so Storm, for example, would get six episodes of a show just about her on Disney Plus first before mm-hmm. leading into the X-Men movie eventually. Maybe. So so that's, that's, that, that, which I think is a great idea because that was always my biggest complaint about the Eternals was too many characters, not enough time to get to know them. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, the trend al- is also for cool shorter idea. shows. The trend is also, like you say, six episodes, and that's like about – so She-Hulk was nine, but they're only half an hour, right? Um, right. They're getting shorter and shorter. You know, Marvel Zombies is only going to be four episodes. Yeah, I saw that. There's a <laughs> not for nothing. Marvel Zombies only needs four episodes because it kind of gets uh, it, it kind of get boring. I think after a while because it's gonna be, you know it's like watching The Walking Dead for eleven seasons. Well, and it's <laughs> only a special limited edition <laughs> comic, right? There's only a few issues of the of the book. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. did what you hear that it's getting an R rating? Deadpool is getting an R rating. They're going right? to be. Well, no, but um, Marvel Zombies is also going to get an R rating. It's going to be yeah, very R-rating. graphic. 
Even though it's yep. on Disney oh. Plus. That's funny. No, what I want to ask you well, guys, do you know what this Werewolf by what? Night thing is? That oh, I yeah. Yes. I watched I was, it. Did you I, watch no, it, Karen? What, How'd you like it? Yeah. I liked it a lot. I watched I it and I downloaded it. Is it a comic or is it Marvel? What is, so, okay. is it Marvel? So, all right. Yes, Jamie. Werewolf by Night is a, is a Marvel character. Um, and I don't know if you know, but Michael Giacchino directed the holiday special. Watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. It's done in black and white like an old uh, Frankenstein or vampire special. movie. No. It's a Halloween special, basically. But the characters will show up again going down the road. Because Marvel is definitely, from what I can, I mean, Marvel is definitely leaning towards some more, uh, you know, some unknown characters. I mean, Werewolf by Night could show up in Blade. Elsa could show up oh, yeah. in a number of different places. So, they're, you know, it, it, it's a Halloween special, but we'll see some of those characters again. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, after you mentioned it, I just wondered what after it you, was because I thought. After you mentioned it last week, AJ, I watched it later in the week, and then I had a long talk with you know my other go-to comic person, Tom. We talked about it in the uh, Friday night and um, uh, a little bit. I, yeah, I liked it a lot. I like uh, I liked the old like 1940s, 50s horror movie aspect of it. I liked. Um, uh, Elsa a lot. I liked Werewolf a lot. Um, Jack, right? His name is and Jack, apparent, right? Is his yeah, name? Jack. And, and I, I like Ted I a lot. Man and thing. I didn't know Ted. Yeah. Ted is a Ted is a character. I like Ted. Yep, Man Thing. Man, I tell you what, yeah. I thought Man Thing looked amazing. It looked like they took Man Thing right right from the comics, like literally off the page. I thought they did a great job with him. I thought. Um, I thought he looked like they took all the special effects money that they didn't get for Hulk and they, for She-Hulk and they gave it to Man-Thing. I agree. He looks great. <laughs> they had a way better um, special effects budget than She-Hulk did. I love they, they I, and apparently, and I just, I found this out after the fact, apparently it was actually shot in color and then it was Kevin Feige's idea to try it in black and white. Oh, yeah. Which, which is a little worked. bit of a letdown, because I like, I mean, I, I I really appreciated, you know, the old horror movie style and the black and white just brought it all together. But you can always tell when something gets filmed in color and then it's turned into uh-huh. black and white. Like yeah. when, when they yeah. made uh, the first step, when they made the the the, uh, the premiere of uh, Walking Dead when they did that Walking black Dead. and white special episode. You, you know, yeah. it just, it doesn't have that same gritty vibe that, uh, that you get with true black and white, but I still, right. still liked Be- it a lot. Because when you shoot something in black and white, you, you don't, like, you choose, like, you would dress the set and choose the costumes to look good in black and white, not, you wouldn't, right. you didn't have the old I Love Lucy show, the entire set was in black and white, was in gray, things were gray. Like, they didn't have any yeah. colors because they were just playing with light and dark. And you would I, do that, right? If you intended to shoot a black and white right. film, you would um, you would do that, yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't always – I mean, even with today's excellent techniques, it doesn't always, like, look great. Yeah. You're right about but that. But anyway. But anyway, yeah, Jamie, watch it. It's it's fun. And yeah, you'll like it, Jamie. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So okay. we have interview or quantum leap? Quantum leap. I'm fine with either quantum leap. Okay. Okay, quantum, quantum leap. leap. All right. So. That was a fun one. The one thing I want to say, say though, I just was oh, okay. Wait, we got to do the Which one, one first. I forgot we got to do that. We got to we got to do uh, yeah, let's briefly. Do, uh, yeah, let's do the '80s episode. And everybody, go yes, read my 80s. interview with Rachel because even if you're if you like, obviously, I'm a big fan of hers, which is why I wanted to talk to her. Bill, regardless of the cool interview, I think talk about how they did the episode. Um, well, and Jamie, for people who don't, I mean, Rachel Talley, don't know, she's a doctor who. Is, is yeah, the person she's a doctor who director, among many other things. Um, but yeah, but we talked about. Well, I mean, um, she, having said, yeah, too. she directed that episode. Yeah, um, we we talked. We talked. I think we talked about the Doctor Who 60th special, but she didn't really say anything. Well, we we did kind of talk about it. We talked about it coming. Um, about there not being a date. Um, but yeah, uh, but she talks about directing the episode and I asked her about like the different things that she did and, and I, I think it was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I like seeing him jump into a girl. I think that that's something kind of different. I mean, I, they've done it in the original, I know, cause there was a uh, rerun of quantum leap on that happened to be about him and a girl and a young girl actually. Um, but I, I thought it, it was pretty good. Trying to think back to what, to what, but oh, and it was good because too. I think the big thing about that though is the fact that um, him kind of dealing with that character's romance that it got his it jogged his memory about Addison. So that was like a big thing too. Which pissed me off. Yeah. Really? Why? Uh, I don't like the fact that he knows that him and Addison are a couple already. I feel like. Now, I mean, I guess I, I, I get it because they're so in love and everything. And well, you know, it, it's kind of a catch-22 because if he really loved her, even with his Swiss cheese memory, he'd still remember her. So I kind of get that. Um, but at the same time, I don't like him knowing because I feel like every episode is going to focus on that now. I feel like he's not going to be able to do some things that he needs to do in order to complete the leap. Because, you know, like say, all right, say he's in a situation where he has to, you know, he's he's somebody's husband and he has to make out with the wife because if he doesn't, then the wife gets suspicious, you know, whatever he has, you know. And so if he has to kiss somebody, he's not going to do it because of Addison. And I, I'm sure it's going to, we're going to, this is going to happen at some point in one of these episodes. And she's going to be like, it's okay. You've got to do it for the leap. And he's going to be like, no, no I don't, you know, I just, so if he didn't know about Addison, then he's more willing to do things. Perfect example. I think the, the original Quantum Leap. More, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Let him finish. Stretch it out forever. Sorry. Go ahead. Perfect. Perfect example. The original Quantum Leap. Um, you don't know that Sam is married the whole time. He has a wife at home, but you don't find that out until, God, almost. Like right, like maybe a couple episodes before the finale, he remembers that he has a wife, and and he you know he gets mad at Al, and Al tells him he's like she didn't want you to know because she knew that if you knew, you wouldn't do the things necessary to do what you need you know to to leap. And I feel like that's I don't I don't know how they're going to handle it with this show, but 
I just feel like well, that also that is my primary objection to the hologram friend guide being a romantic partner. Like that, that yeah, I totally agree. My major objection to that story is how it affects the ability to write the leaf. Sam had many, many women after him in many leaps, right? Like he yes. was married or he had a yes, girlfriend yes, yes. or women just like, I mean, there'd be times where he'd leap and he'd, he'd like wake up like in the backseat of a car with a girl in the fifties or something. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it happened all the time. And I, I mean, I agree. That's my major, um, that and also like, like, you know, I just don't necessarily really care about romance storylines. Um, and I don't really, um, I mean, I also, like, again, more Sam, less Addison. More, like, like, like for a long time, uh, I don't know, like, more Sam and less about how Addison feels about her boyfriend not remembering her and how she ben. feels about him, like, Ben, I'm sorry, I keep calling him Sam, how she feels about more Ben, <laughs> less everyone else, right? <laughs> We've complained that the show should be two-thirds Ben and one-third everything else, and, like, I don't care. Like, yeah. we're going to have to watch all this Addison agonizing over Ben and blah, 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 I, and, like... I agree, but I, well, think, I, will say this. I, was say, I think part of the idea, though, was not to drag it out. Maybe because they did that, maybe it won't be as much of a point, but yeah, if they make it too much... But how could it not? It's not a good thing. I Please guess, drag it out. <laughs> too late now, but... Yeah, I, I I will say the one thing I really liked about bo- both these episodes was there was a lot less 2022. Like we hardly spent yeah. any time in the real world in these last two episodes, which I was really happy about. Especially the uh, I call it I don't remember I don't know what the title of the episode was, but I call it the Whiskey a Go Go episode because he starts in the Whiskey a Go Go uh-huh. bar. And, yeah, and, and yeah, I, I know, and you guys, I, I don't know yeah, if this was intentional or not. Very much of the time, but they never. They never actually tell us what the date is. It's almost like they were playing a little game with the audience to see if they could figure it out. But I figured it out because yeah. because I noticed that her father her father was watching Princess Diana's wedding, so I knew it was yep uh, July of July of eighty one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Diana. I don't think they actually you guys, did that. Yeah, and I, I um, and the only the fun there was a kind of a fun thing in there, which I don't know if you guys know this, but Justin Hartley and Sophia Pernas His are wife. married. Yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. was uh, the Tammy Carla character. The, um, the one they were chasing, Karen. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew it when wait, they gave me the wait. press release. I didn't know before that. Wait, Justin the Hartley. Woman no, I didn't know that. The, um, the, the the mafia the woman. They had bounties on. The... Yeah, she's his wife in real life. Yeah, they're married in real oh, life. That's kind of cute. I mean, yeah. in general, I found that episode kind of disappointing. I, I told you guys this by a text message that I just felt like for his first leap into a woman, they didn't really do much with it. They opened with a scene of right. like a guy coming on to him in a bar, to her in a bar, right? And he throws throws a drink, which. Um, I, that's a very rare way for a woman to react, especially today, but even then, I think. Um, uh, and, like, you know, Addison says, oh, you've been here five minutes and you've already, like, been, like, hit on by a man and then, like, you know, whatever. That sounds about right. And then later, another character makes a joke about how he 
he could never tolerate pantyhose or whatever. But I felt like they didn't really. Um, they could have. Yeah. They no, could have done a they, lot I, more. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah. There weren't even like any jokes about him trying to run in heels or like he made a joke about how much he had in her purse. And I was like, okay, Ben, you are living with a woman you're married to. Don't tell me you've never like had to look in her purse to get her wallet out or something. Like he acted like he'd never seen a woman's purse before, but, and was shocked. Well, he but I felt, that point. <laughs> but no, no. I mean, he, he remembers tons of stuff. He remembers how to have life. He just doesn't remember. But, I, you know, I just felt like they could have done a lot more with either, like, making him awkward as a woman, either seriously or jokily, and also making him, like, have a new appreciation of, like, what it is to, like, be a right. woman. Like, yeah. he doesn't really do much with a man walks up and puts his hands on her, right? And he doesn't really, like, say, yeah, like, what that feels you know, like to have. A little. Definitely um, didn't do you made much. me think of something, though, I did want to mention. And granted, this is I, – I feel like this was more – from the from the wild the West episode than this one, but um, the thing I more had the problem with with Addison and Ben is the fact that he knows she's his fiance, but he still is quote unquote un- in love with her, and I don't understand how he can be in love with her when he doesn't have any of the memories of being with her. Like just because you have one little memory of being in bed with her and know she's your fiance, that shouldn't make him be in love with her because he even makes it's, comments about being in love. That well, irritated it's me. more of a, it's, it's like, it wasn't it's, earned. It's a, it isn't, it is. I understand what you're saying, Jamie, but if you think about what he says, it's a feeling he has. Like he, mm, you know, he knew before he, he knew before he knew that he was missing somebody. And, you know, now he knows why he's missing somebody. I guess it, yeah. Now know? it makes sense. I guess, I guess I can understand that, but I just feel like they didn't, but like I, I, no, said, but I exactly do agree with you to a point too, though. No, I, I, I agree with that to a point too, though. It's, it's kind of like, again, why I didn't, you know, I would have preferred him going on and on about how he keeps having these memories of this woman, and he, you know, he, he doesn't know who she is or doesn't know anything about her, but he has this, you know, strong feeling that he really cares about her and he loves her and whatever, and not knowing it is Addison a little bit longer. I don't like the fact that we're in episode five and he's already, already knows. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like I said, also, for my reasons already, I feel like it's going to detract from the story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and for those of us who remember the universally hated series finale of the first the first well, version of this, like, you know, AJ, AJ talked about how in that show, Sam didn't even remember he was married until kind of near the end or whatever, but the way that ends, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's going to watch it and hasn't seen it, but but the way that that ends, um, I mean, kind of raises questions about how this might end or or what Ben would do, right? Um, especially given that in, this is totally different in that Ben is is like kind of uh, uh, there are questions as Ben up to no good has been been compromised like why ben is doing what he's doing but anyway yeah. um i i did think the western episode was better stronger one of the stronger episodes we've seen so far yeah um it was funny before seeing the western episode you know he leaves i see him leap into the west and how we talked about it last week i was going to say that i i don't think he's actually in the west it's got to be a reenactment and i was going to say maybe it's westworld but it turns out he is in the west <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, yeah, well, and and I had I had a moment. Oh. But I had a I had a moment where for... I thought to myself, well, wait. My woman was, I said to myself, well, wait a minute, he can't jump back past his own timeline. And then I remember that this is different. Yeah. Which I think is, is an interesting way to open it up to more options. So, sorry, AJ, go ahead. AJ hung up because I cut him off. I, I don't know. I heard computer noises. Maybe that was on his end. Maybe something went messed up with the with the feed. I don't know. AJ's like, he wanted to talk. I kept talking. Well, He's done with us. I'll tell you No, I... No, I don't know what the hell happened. I was I was looking at my notes, and and I think I hit something in my phone, and I dropped the call. No. <laughs> um, you cut yourself off. Well, you know, I was going to say, the only thing I would say before we move on to the Western, one thing I wanted to say was um, that magic tells Ian about Sam leaping into him. And oh, then yeah. he found out because he, he didn't know until he, you know, joined the program and heard something and was like, oh, this is interesting. And we found, you know, he, the only thing is I they're, they're retconning one thing, unless they want to elaborate on it, because what he tells him is he lost a week and he has no memory of it. Um. And then, of course, eventually he finds out because Sam leapt into him. The only, the only reason I, I'm wondering if they're retconning it or just haven't explained it enough yet, because there were times in the original show where we actually saw the people who leapt into, you know, because when Sam leaps, he doesn't just, like, enter their body and that's it, and they don't go anywhere. Kind of switch places is what, is what the original show did. So if, like... One mem- one episode that I definitely you know remember vividly because they spent some quite quite a time in 2022. He actually he he leaps into Doctor Ruth in an episode in the last season, and we see the flip side of it where Doctor Ruth is talking to Al and giving him therapy. Um, so the person that leaps, his family's into they go into his body. So. Unless when they leap back, they lose all memories of being in the future, they've retconned it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've also seen people say... Wouldn't everybody... But isn't it kind of strange that all the people he jumped into in the past know about time travel? I mean, couldn't that screw things up? That seems like that was more done for comic relief. I haven't seen it, so I don't... But. Well, we'll see. That's that's the thing. They've never they never really delved that far into it, and that's because that's the thing. You think about that too hard, and then you start to say exactly that, Jamie. Like, well, if they have a memory of leaping into the future, and then back into their own body, you know, wipes their memory before they go back. <laughs> that's How's yeah. That? That's, that's that's what I'm kind of thinking. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Because I mean, think about it. Sam left, you know, or or Ben. They leap and they have they have no memory of anything, and then they gradually get their memory back. So maybe it works the same way for the other people, where when they leap back into their own bodies, they lose all memories of. Hopefully, they actually touch since we get so much twenty twenty two. They touch on it a little bit more, but anyway. Yeah. I know Mark um, had said that we would get to see what happened, something about what happened when they were in somebody else's body, what happened to that person, but he might have been referring to what magic said. I don't know. 
because uh, I remember that was in your review. I was going to say the other funny thing about this, and I since we can't post the whole transcript, I don't have the transcript up, but I, it just, I just wanted to comment because I thought it was so funny. There was this funny story. It was at the TCA panel that they thought that it, um, they were saying like they thought it would be cheaper than that to have uh, because they did it on the, you know, the universal back lot, do the wild mm-hmm. west. But they paid a whole bunch of money because they had to put dirt in. So they paid a whole bunch of money to ship dirt. And it was like a big pain, I guess. Like they don't have dirt on the western back. street in the back well, lot? Not not like the amount I guess they needed for this. They like added a whole bunch of dirt and I guess it was a pain. Which is kind of, That's funny. Kind of funny. I don't know. I thought yeah. this was better. Um, AJ, I think it was you who pointed out that they spent more time with Sam, with Ben in this episode. Ben. Um, and less in yeah. 2022. Uh, I didn't love the 2022 storyline that they're already like having this like congressional, you know, oversight person meddling. I thought that was, um, I thought that was sort of like an episode we've seen on so many Every show you watch about a secret government program, there's one of these people that comes along. But it's usually not until, like, season two, maybe. Um, I was like, wow, they're going for the playbook pretty early. Um, but I, I did like the uh, – I, I like the, the story of the week, what happens in the, in the Old West. Um, I liked that Ben – you know, I, I did feel like we only got one glimpse of the character. I do feel like on the old show we had more – times when Sam saw himself in a mirror or other people looked at Sam and this is what they saw or whatever, even last week in the uh-huh. 80s. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I also liked that, that that there was a little bit – I also I also like Ben being like, look, I, I can't do it. I, you can't just tell me what to do and I can just do it. You just can't, like, you know, after making him into a boxer two weeks ago, because of his photographic memory, she can't make him into a – uh, you know, he's not a boxer in the prime of his life. He's an old man, and he, he just can't be a, 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 a can't be a gunfighter. Uh, quick, quick draw gunfighter. Yeah, I like that. I, I like that that bit about like twenty first century know how and how they made like all these kind of explosives and stuff. I, I do kind of wish that Ben had thought of it himself and not like always be spoon fed by Addison of what he needs to do to figure it out. Right? Like she's oh, yeah. like, oh, you did. He actually kind of did because she kept telling him what should happen, and he's like, and, and the whole time Ben's like, "This got to be a better way." Nope. You know, I mean, he, you know, I and mean, he kind of figured out that he's a he a pacifist on his own. He's like, "There's no way Ziggy's right about this one that I have to shoot somebody." He's like, "That just doesn't seem right that I'm coming back in time to kill somebody." I, I agree with you, but, um, but it was she, it was Addison who says, "Like, all right, well, if you can't be, you know, you're a genius and you're a scientist, a and you know." It, it was Addison who said, well, this guy is basically an explosive right, 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 right. chemist, yeah. and this guy no, you're is right. and this, like, she, she puts it all together for him. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, you know what I appreciated about the episode, though? If you, I, I kind of like the juxtaposition where Ben the whole time is like, I, you know, I need to find a better way. There's got to be a better way. And then Magic found a better way also in, with, the, oh, yeah. with their overlord there. Instead of blackmailing mm-hmm. her, he lied to her and <laughs> kind of bribed her, but, it, yeah. but you know. Well, first, like, yeah. bribed her instead of blackmailing her, but no, there's more than, more than that. More of a yeah. bribery than blackmail. 
Yeah, made her a promise that he has no intention of ever following up on. But it, he, well, he says, well, like, maybe in the end, he says, I, I bought time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we we learned we learned something else about Ben, which he may, himself may not even realize, or one of the writers is a fan of the A team. So either Ben's a fan of the A team oh, yeah, or just a writer. It was a throwaway line. I love it when a plan comes together. Plan comes together. I think it'd be great. I got that, yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be great if somewhere down the road it comes about that he is a huge fan of the A team, um, TV old TV show, which I think would be better than it just being a throwaway line because one of the writers thought it would be fun. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty fun. Because it also did make me think, like, there have been several times where Ben says things. He said it in the 80s also. He uses very modern language sometimes. He says, like, he says, go yeah. for it. Or he says, um, or, or he, somebody says, when's the last time you shot a gun or whatever? And he says, it's been a minute, which is a very, very recent, like, idiom, right? Yeah. Or paraphrase. And nobody ever says, what are you talking about? And he has to, um, you know, which is a problem with all time travel shows. But I, I, I love, well, like, it, it's worth it when it's like George Papard. I love it when a plan comes together. I want to know, he talks to himself out in public a lot. And yeah. Addison never says, hey, you look like an idiot because you're talking to a hologram right now. Whereas, you know, I know. the original yeah, show, Sam, Sam did that from time to time, too, and it used to drive me nuts. But then at least they acknowledged it, and Al would be like, hey, let's go talk over here. Or even Sam would say to Al, I can't, you know, I can't talk right now, obviously. Um, but Ben just does it in the middle of the street constantly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in times when that would be seen as very, like, uh, you know, talking to yourself, and like, oh, are you crazy? Are you possessed? <laughs> yeah. Are you the devil? Are you, right? Like, um, yeah, he needs to uh, be called out on that once or twice and and cut it back a little bit. Um, yeah. But, but so, in general, a better episode. We all agree, right? Yeah. And, and the, the big reveal at the end of the episode um, there's another, there's another leaper. Oh yes, that somewhere. was huge, right? How do we feel about I that? I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Well, I I thought it. I'm not sure good. yet. But I'm yeah, not sure yet because I think whoever that is might be why Ben left when he did. Yeah, so, I'm kind of. I mean, we that. didn't we didn't get any we didn't get anything of Janice this week. Um, other than a mention of her, you know, eavesdropping through Ziggy. Um, I'm, 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 but I'm wondering if that's what her and him and Janice were up to that somebody else, I don't know how, uh, since this is, you know, it takes a lot for this project to run, but it's like somebody else is leaping and they're trying to stop them from whatever they're doing maybe. And, And we also saw at the end of, last week's or the week before I forget which week it was but we saw that Janice was building her own imaging chamber yeah since that was the end of last week um, so I'm not who knows like that, that's definitely 
made it more interesting and it might make things very interesting going forward. Well, I have a theory already. I have a theory. Do you have a theory? Uh, My theory is it could it be Sam? Sam never came home. I don't think so. And it is revealed in the, so it's just a theory. It's revealed of Sam. Now I'm going to, Jamie, are you going to watch the whole original Quantum Leap? You'll never get around to it, right? Um, Probably. Jamie can't watch the stuff she has to now. I know. Spoiler alert for people don't listen for the next five seconds, ten seconds. It's revealed in the original finale that Sam chooses to not go home, that Sam can control the leap. Sam has been controlling the leap all along, right? He's been controlling it. That I didn't yeah, he can control the leap. He's he's actually been controlling it, but didn't know he could control it was, right? And he kind of chooses not to go back, but rather to continue to pursue putting wrongs right throughout history. I mean, it was it was a very – they got canceled very suddenly, and it was a little bit of a slipshod, sudden thing to the yeah, point they, that they, yeah, they, spelled, his that, na- they yeah. spelled his name wrong in the title card, right? They spelled, spelled the, the main wrong. character's name yep. wrong in the, in the title card. So that's how quickly it put together. Yeah. But so just the theory, could it be Sam – and, like, they're tracking Sam to bring him home, but Sam doesn't want to come home. I, I think you're probably right that it, it's probably not the case because how are they going to keep that for however many seasons and not reveal it? And also, like, it needs to be a villain, and it would, Sam wouldn't be a villain necessarily. Yeah, I, I, I did for a split second think that, but then I was like, that's already what just, just the immediate. One of you. He's like. Sorry. Stop following me or leave me alone. I don't remember what he said. But if that yeah, is supposed to be Sam, him. that's very unsam like. Sam would never act in that manner. And they knew yeah, his name. Sam there's no in thirty years. Well that's okay, fair 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 enough, but I also don't know how Sam would know his name. Like he knew Ben's name, whoever that person is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he's been – well, no, because he couldn't go into the future. I was gonna, maybe he jumped into the future, I was going to say. But that wouldn't make Well, that's sense. another uh, who knows. theory, Jamie, that, that it's a, a leaper yeah. from the fu- their future when after leaping was perfected, it's a leaper from their future that they don't know about yet. And the guy has come Could back be. further in time. That would be my guess. And we don't know who it is because that was a – local person's body. We don't know if it's a man, woman, old, young. We don't know right. about the leaper. Yeah. Right. Because he's in town's person's body. All right. You guys want to right. you guys ready to move on to interview? Yes. Um, okay. Uh, anyone? Anyone? Okay, Louis. Speaking speaking of finding a better way, Louis wants to find a better way, so he eats a cat instead of a thief. Yeah. Um, this is just. Yeah. I mean, I felt like this, this. This was just a lot more of what we're going to see throughout the series with these two. Is just you know, Lestat wanting Louis to embrace his life as a vampire, and Louis just trying to hang on to his humanity. Um until he snaps and kills that very prominent guy and hangs him <laughs> from the, the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the consequences story of were severe. Yeah, for story of Yeah. I thought this was a, a good episode and, and a, 
a better episode. Uh, not that the first two weren't good, but I felt like this was a little stronger. Um, maybe partly because as the relationship between Louis and Lestat comes more into focus and we're seeing more of it, I think, you know, I, I like that part of it. I, I mean, I, at this point, consider this an abusive relationship. Um, oh. And, oh, absolutely. And that, and so that does Daniel. Louis... Well, Daniel does. And, and really, that, to me, was maybe, for the first time, that was the more interesting part of the episode to me. Again, maybe because I have read the book more than once, maybe only twice, um, and kind of know where the story might be going. But this Daniel part is is new, and I, I enjoyed that part of the conversation where Daniel's like, wait a minute, let me play the tape from 1973. Um, and, you know, he, he, he says things about, you know, Lestat that are implying that he saw Lestat for who he is from the start. And then 20, what, 40 years later, um, uh, he's, you know, seeing the whole thing in a very different light, which I think is fair. Like, there's a discussion about how memory changes. Memory's a different thing with perspective. Like, you look with 40 years perspective, you might look back on that relationship differently. Um, and I enjoyed that part of the episode a lot. Um, and I continue to really, I think, it was a good improvement to add – uh, to make Louis a black man and and like set it in a Jim Crow era and like I loved how it turned out that it was all set up from the start kind of and like Louis can only ever be successful as a white man will let him be and like they let him make this business because they always knew they were going to steal it from him when the time came right and right. Uh, and it's heartbreaking when Louis realizes that and then Lestat is just mean about it because he you know is mean um, yeah. And abuses, uh, as you said. Uh, and I, I really, uh, I think, I, I think that that has been a really good improvement to the story. I'll stop there. And it's also interesting. I was just going to say how how you said like it showed um, Daniel kind of saying that he his opinion seems to have changed about Lestat. That's at least a good reason. I mean, not that that was necessarily the whole reason, but good that they added that in, considering this is the second interview. Because we were, you were, you guys were talking about like why is this the second interview, and I don't know why, but um, like at least they kind of brought something from that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that they're 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 giving Daniel a reason to be there and be listening to it, and us who a reason to be there, who've read the book and know how the interview goes. Uh, that mm-hmm. this is basically a different interview, um, which is not to say that, you know, that wasn't a recording from the movie. It's not like that's an exact, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember, like, how, hey, did you feel like that's how Louis portrays Lissette in the interviews? Like, like, most of it is not him talking to Daniel. Most of it is the story the recollection of the story, right, unnarrated. Right. Um, uh, I mean, you know, it, that's the thing. I mean, Louis' perception is known to change. 
throughout time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, I mean, it's yeah. not for nothing. To be, to be fair, it's that's true of anyone. To be fair, I mean, oh, yeah. to be, you know, anyone, any one of the three of us, we could have a memory of something that we were so positive and then years later be like, you know. <laughs> well, especially centuries later, too. It's not just years later. Yeah, well. It's a long time. Well, yeah. like, and anyone who breaks up with an ex, like, when it first breaks up, you're so sad and you have this sort of rose-colored idea of what you lost and how you loved it maybe, right? And then you become really yeah. angry and you're like, that guy was a jerk to me all along. And then 25 years later, you're like, what was that guy's name again, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, this is 40 years later, of course, in the life of an immortal, but... um. Yeah, you're right. That's true for anyone that your perception changes. It, it, it is a little bit, um, I mean, it's Daniel's job as a journalist to call Louie out on that. So I'll give him a pass at being so, um, not acknowledging that, being a little oversimplified and being like, Louie, you're changing what you said 40 years ago. Um, is he being obtuse? No, I think he's doing his job as a journalist. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, you know, it's interesting, actually, because they've made this decision to have this second interview 40 years later. It makes me wonder what their plans for Louis is, because Louis goes through some changes in the in yeah. the preceding books. So given that it's 40 years later, I mean, it, you know, I know it's going to be two seasons for this, for interview, um, and if they do have season three and it's, you know, ba- you know, adapted from Lestat um, with him waking up. See, that's going to be the other weird thing because he's going to wake up and it's not going to be the 80s. If the, <laughs> unless, yeah. Unless the, whole sh- unless, the whole sh- unless the whole show is going to be told as a period piece because if they tell it from after the interview – you know, I don't worry about that when it happens. Uh, yeah. Because, but my, yeah. my point, my point is, my point, my point is, it is Louis evolved to the point where he should be, given that it's forty years later. That's that's kind of the point I'm getting at right now. Yeah. Um. So that's, I guess, we'll have to see. It might, it might not be here, neither here nor there. Yeah. Jamie, um, how are you? So, love- as a non-book, this is all new to Jamie. Sorry. Yeah, but you, that's why I said you lost me with okay. what you were talking about there. But um, yeah, I, I told you guys I like it. I think it was good, and um, I, I agree with what you're saying. I like how they they brought how they brought in like about how he's being treated, but it really kind of shows that that's how it was. Whether he was rich or you know had money or not, that didn't didn't fix things. Um, but I think obviously the big thing we haven't talked about yet is that is that Claudia's at the end of this one. It's kind of a big, the big thing, and and it all, yeah. it all happens because he killed that guy. I mean that's why Storyville is on fire and everything else. Well, no, it's not just because of that. Also, the fact that he put no white people, which you know kind of is caused a lot of the issues. But um, after he killed them, that's when they set the town on fire or whatever. So. Yeah. So uh, I know, Jamie, that you, uh, I mean, we're expecting the introduction of 
Claudia, everybody's been expecting it. Even people who haven't read the books have, if you've read anything about it and you've done interviews, you knew that Claudia was coming. Um, I don't know if anything struck you or surprised you about it before AJ and I, AJ and I are going to, AJ and I are going to have some issues with this. What do you mean? Well, in the books, I'm five years old, not 15 years old. Oh, yeah, you talked to me about that before. And, and um, this, is not how she's, this is not how she's introduced in the book. This is not no, how um, she comes to be in the book. Had, all I can think is that her being even younger is even more tragic, clearly. Um, although she wouldn't have even – the only thing is, though, I question is that, like, it's so horrible, but at the same time, if she was only five, she wouldn't have hit puberty yet. So I'm not sure how some of that would have went. But, yeah, I mean, this is all I've seen. This is what I know. So, But um, I think the story, I think they've done it well with Claudia, which you'll see, you know, as time goes on. Yeah. So, so AJ, how did you, we knew she was coming. We knew it was going to be different. I am going to reserve judgment until I see the next episode. But I'll tell you what, something I hadn't, like really thought about until he goes, you know, you hear somebody screaming, he goes in there and it's Claudia. And immediately I'm like, are you kidding me? Like it, it, all of a sudden everything kind of dawned on me and it kind of hit me. And I realized something Louie in the books and in the movie is a sympathetic character. And then I started thinking, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, when they first made him a, pimp, a pimp and everything, I was like, all right, fine, whatever. But then I started thinking back, there wasn't, you know, he, he made a comment to Lestat, and uh, it might have been the first episode, about how these, these runaway girls, he, he felt like he was helping them, you know. I mean, they were teenagers when they'd show up on his doorstep, and then they start turning tricks when they were of age. And now I'm thinking, is Claudia like the daughter of one of his girls or related or some way, or is he, was he prepping uh, Claudia to be one of his next girls? And if that's the case, Louis becomes not a very sympathetic character. Um, he's kind of just oh, as bad as not he, working with that, but in a different way. Like, why is she you... there? Oh, be, yeah. Because why is she there? Cause it's his place of, because it was, it's the brothel. Be- it's because it was Azalea Hall. It was inside Azalea Hall. Yeah. 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 I didn't even know it was supposed to be. So I didn't even I didn't think about notice, that. I didn't notice that either. Because when he saves her and he, he sa- and he says, like, the voice that says, my Claudia. But I took that to mean yeah. she's my Claudia, like, in the future. Like, she becomes my Claudia. Right. She, she didn't, like, that's I didn't how take I took it that he already knew her. Oh, yeah. I don't. No, yeah. that's how it yeah. Oh. That's how I took it. That's how I took it too. That he was speaking in the future, but why is she there in the first place? If it, so, I didn't take it. I didn't catch on that it was inside Azalea Hall. But if it is, why is yeah a twelve to fifteen year old inside there? That's inappropriate. Yeah. Um, uh, that he had young girls. Yeah. I mean, and that's interesting yeah. because you. You, you age her up to take away some of the complications of her being a five-year-old in, in the original. Um, and and this, this is a show that chose to avoid the slavery complications. They embraced a lot of, a, a lot of racial issues, but they, they, they avoided 
the fact that Louis was a white slaveholder in the original, right? But this is a really – you're right. I hadn't thought about it, but it takes away some of the sympathy of his character if he's got young women that age working for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Um, they They also took away a lot of – so, I mean, for Jamie – in the book, she's she's about five years old, and when she's first introduced, he finds her next to her mother, her dead mother, right? Her mother's dead of tuberculosis, yeah. and he finds her next to her mother's dead body, and he doesn't bite her. He tries to help her, but he doesn't bite her, right? What Well, you wouldn't bite someone who has tuberculosis. And then... But Lestat, Lestat turns her, right? Does Louis turn her? Or does Lestat no, Louis does. Lestat, no, it was Louis, Louis turns her. Louis, Louis, Louis ends up turning her because Lestat, Lestat is furious with him because you're not supposed to turn anybody that oh, young. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're not supposed to turn anybody that young. And, and Lestat knows what Claudia is in for. Question. Did uh, he explain, like, does Louis in the book? Now, granted, this ain't necessarily what happens in the series, but did he know that he wasn't supposed to turn somebody that young? Did he, like, know that was a rule? Or... Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes, he knows. Yeah, I forgot about that. He knows. He turns her because, I mean, he thinks he's, he turns her, like, because he's saving her, but he's really turning her because he thinks, like, it's also like the story of like if we have a baby, will it save our relationship? Right? It's kind of like why he turns her also, um, right? Uh, um, right, AJ? I mean, that's part of why he turns her to have a oh, absolutely to have a yeah. child or another companion. Have, yeah. um, have a family with but, that. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to what's going to happen, but like Lestat, Louis is already pissed off at Lestat for basically taking away his life, and that's a big part of this episode where he goes to visit his sister, and his mother's like, you're Satan, get out of here, right? And and then he scares yeah. his sister and the children, and he's like, I've lost everything, Lestat, you took everything from me, he says that, you've taken everything from me, blah, 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 and, and, and so whether or not anybody tells you you shouldn't turn a child like he certainly knows that you, you, you like you shouldn't turn a person without consent he didn't consent to this right he didn't know what he was into so to turn a child would be like I think he knows enough that it that it would be terribly irresponsible at a minimum right I don't think Louis needs to be told or should have to be told he turns her for selfish reasons yeah he says he's saving her because like her mother's dead, and I think she's kind of sick, right? She's going to starve to death probably because her mother's dead or whatever. And um, so, yeah, I'm so. And in the so we're going to see next week in the book, Claudia takes quite easily to killing. Um, yeah, she does. <laughs> she's a pretty vicious. Yeah, she's a pretty vicious killer in the book. Um, partly because she is so young and, and doesn't have like the kind of like, like restraint. You know, that's all about pleasure. Right. And Claudia, like as a five-year-old, five-year-olds are really about like their own needs. Um, 
so we just see where, where that goes. I mean, I also think there's, there's maybe nobody more, like, about their own needs than a 15-year-old girl, right? Um, so we'll see where that goes. I've been talking a lot, but AJ, fair enough. We should reserve judgment until we see what they do with her because, yeah. oh, crap, they've done a great job with um, the changes they've made so far. Yeah, next week's going to be an interesting episode. Yeah. Should, should, which which should be great for an interesting podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Jamie, did you do an interview about this show this week? Yeah. Um, I talked to the person who – well, last week I talked to the woman who um, plays the sister. And then today I talked to um, the actress who plays the mother. So the first of those is up. The second one will not be until post uh, next episode. Okay. With, uh, Ray cool. Yeah. That's coming. So, yeah. Both pretty Pretty good interviews. Cool. Yep. 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 Neat. Okay. So should we All keep right. on moving? First one. Yeah. Anything else, Jamie, before you say good, good night? Um, I don't know. Is there anything else? I don't know. Most of the stuff I've been watching, I think, has been uh, screeners. Tomorrow I have a couple interviews, but they're not um, sci-fi related or the kind of stuff we talk about. So it doesn't okay. really. But, um, you know, there's some shows coming, but not out yet. So I will talk to you guys next week then. Have a good week. All right. Cool. Have a good night, Jamie. Have a good week. Bye, Jamie. Bye, Bye. Talk to you later. Night, night. Night. Okay, bye. Night. Night, night. All right, AJ. What's up? All right. And let's let's get Andor the hell out of the way. Okay, let's talk about Andor. So, real quick, last week, um, Cyril, who was the security guy, um, his mommy gets him a job. We don't know what that is yet because we didn't see him this week. Uh, we found out my Mothma has a kid, and her husband is a, her husband's a dick. He is, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he really and why does she plan, with that guy? Yeah, seriously. And uh, Vel's plan has some holes, and people are questioning Andor, and then scheme. Uh, Rips the uh, the pendant off of him that uh, Luthen gave him, and starts questioning oh, yeah. everything. And then yeah. Andor, yeah, he kind of he kind of comes clean a little bit. Um, so yeah, last week was another boring episode. This 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 past episode was a little better, a little more action. But I'm st- I still don't care. I'm still bored because I the biggest problem still is there's no. Like I don't care about like his little crew that's gonna steal the uh, the payroll. I don't care about any of them. Um, so I don't care who lives and who dies. And we know Andor doesn't die, so there's never really any sense of. Um, well, it's good you didn't care about them because pretty much everybody died, except Cass yeah. and, and um, Rev or Lev or whatever her name is, the girl who was in charge. Belle. Um, Vel. Vel. I said Lev. It was Vel. I got and, backwards. Oh, and, and two of them 
didn't even go with him. The, the other woman, whose name I don't even know, she snuck out of there dressed as an Imperial Guard. And, uh, yeah, she's the badass and, one. And, and, yeah, and the inside guy, who already yeah. cracked me up, because he, was, he goes, why is that guy helping them? I'm like, did you not see, remember the last episode when he, he was the inside guy? He's the one that, that signaled them. And he's like, yeah, I might yeah. have to look away for a second. I think his name was <laughs> Lieutenant Gorn, which every time they said it, I, I was thinking of the sure, Gorn right from Star Trek. Um, well, there you go. Uh, so I agree with you that I thought the previous episode was um, quite boring and slow, and they spent a lot of time, like, sort of introducing and developing the rest of the heist team. And I agree with, I'm inclined to agree with you that they didn't do a good job of making me kind of care about them. Um, or what happens to them, partly because we didn't, like, a lot of them didn't get to tell their own story. Like, it was all, um, his name Skeen, the security guy, like, telling Cass about all of them. Oh, watch out, this one, her family was killed by the stormtroopers. That one, she's already sharing somebody's bit. Like, he, you know, a lot of it they didn't, like, yeah. have a chance to show their own personality that much. Um, we did have Nemec was the young boy who was writing a manifesto, and he did give a couple speeches about the empire and the rebellion and and that kind of thing. And I and I kind of was like, oh, is this what's going to get cast into the rebellion? But no, we shut that down. Um, I I thought the second episode was better, and I I watched it twice. And I got to say, the first time I watched it, I felt like the scenes with the the indigenous people on the planet who were like chanting and dancing as they're waiting for the eye. The first time I watched it, I was like, Oh my God. What? Like I found that to be a time waster. I didn't enjoy that. But the second time I watched it, I found that to actually help build the tension. I found it much more tense the second time I watched it. Um, you know, it's funny. And I kept I, waiting. I enjoyed it more. Where they kept, sorry. The way they kept uh, switching between the, t- the two scenes with the chanting and, and the fighting, I kept waiting for something to happen with the indigenous people. <laughs> like I thought something was going to happen, yeah. but it was just it was just for build up. Like, um, like maybe they had a the, plan the, up their sleeve because they were yeah something. But the light show was cool. It was very cool. There was a scene where you know the scene where they're exchanging the goat skins. And yes. the inside man, Gorn, is translating. And and every time the general makes a shitty remark, like, tell them uh, yeah. whatever, and he changes the translation to be something a little bit different and maybe more respectful. Yeah. And there was a scene where the leader, that like the tribal leader, like looked at him sideways, and I thought, he knows. He speaks English. He knows that this is yeah. different. Then that didn't go anywhere. No. Yeah, Um, I kind of wondered about that too because the the moment you're talking about when he when he looks at him sideways, it's actually when he's translating what the tribal leader said. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's when he looks. That's when he looks him sideways, like (laughs) like that is not what I said. (laughs) Yeah, because what the tribal leader said was a little bit. He says, "Tell him that our gods have long memories" or something like that, right? Yeah. Something about having a long memory, and I'm like, oh, he's saying some shit about being occupied for 14 years, right? And then he gives him a sideways look when he says, like, I translate as something that's more palatable to the Empire. 
Yeah. Um, uh, I, you know, I wonder about what's interesting about the show are seems like, like, so the, 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 he's the commandant of the planet base or whatever he is. And we see the scene where like, like he, his kid is a little whiny and it's like, I don't want to have to go to this stupid dinner with whoever. Right. And the wife is like babying the kid and whatever. And the husband's like, look, you want to get off this shithole planet? Like we got to, um, play the game. And then you talk about the seeds with Mon Mothma and her, her sullen team that she's raising and her jerk husband. And I'm like, wow, there's so much development of like not a ton, but we've never seen any development really of any empire character except Darth Vader. Um, really. Right. Um, I mean, maybe a couple, but, and they're putting like more effort than usual in a 30 minute show. We're getting time with these people, and then like I, I'm never, am I ever going to see them again? Like we're never going to see this guy. Well, he dies. The general dies, right? We're never going to see his wife and kid again. And I, I like it's interesting to me that they're showing these empire people more as human beings working within a political system, like to their own ends, um, as opposed to throughout the movies, everybody in the empire is sort of like an automaton who just believes in the. Yeah. Evil plans of the emperor, right? You know, I gotta and then say, I'm not sure it's gonna think, go anywhere. Yeah, I think if they leaned heavier, actually, on the politics of the empire, might actually make it more interesting. Like that, like when they called a meeting, and all you know, and they're like, nobody's going home, nobody's going to the bathroom until this is resolved. You know, um, like that that group of people wherever they are, I feel like if they more with that, that might actually make the show interesting. Cause that's something we, like you say, they, they're like automatons in the movies and everything. That's something we've never really seen before is the inner, actual inner workings of people that are, you know, um, yeah, not, and not even yeah. so much the soldiers, but the, the officers of the empire, you know, which, I like, in the movies, kind would of it, interesting. it would never occur to me that people movies, have families. Like, yeah. <clears throat> they're like, tell your families right. you're not going home tonight. I'm like, wait, all these people running around the Death Star, they have families somewhere? Like, right? It's never yeah. even occurred to me. It's not even been a thing. Right. Uh, but, yeah, they're not – I think you're right. If they lean heavier into that, it might be – like, that might be a really interesting show, right? The people who work at the Empire, like The Office. Empire Edition. Um, that or, would be awesome. That uh, would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, let's pat, let's put a trademark on that and write it, AJ. Um, but like, it seems like it's not going to maybe go anywhere. This kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, so I was I was surprised, not surprised, when Skeen turns after they've like stolen all the money. Turns out that he wants to double cross everyone, and and he asks Cass to help him like get away with all the money. So it's not surprising because this happens in every single heist movie ever, right? Like there's someone who is not to be trusted within the group. Um, it's a little surprising to me because I I bought his story, and I guess maybe I didn't expect that he would be the one. I don't know. Did you? Would you? You know, 
I didn't care. Like, it, it kind of yeah. felt out of left field. You know, and he's like, but you, he's what about your brother? And he's like, I don't have it. Yeah, he was always a jerk, but I, I just, it felt like, all right, we're going to have Scheme do this now just to do it. Uh, you know, it didn't, yeah. it didn't have, it there was nothing really... to make you think that beforehand. It was just a hard left turn, and all it really did yeah, was it, it gave it Andor. It wasn't foreshadowed well. Yeah, it gave, it gave Andor a reason to say, hey, I'm done with this. I'm taking my cut, and I'm leaving. You know, it was just, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like, he's leaving now. And going to God knows what, where what? next episode, and it's like it's like Why we're getting these little show? story arcs. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're getting these little story arcs. The first three episodes were a story arc that led into the heist, and then you know we so this was episode six. It's like we're getting three episodes yeah, story arcs. Six. And now he's and now he's going. Yeah. We don't even know where, which has you know which isn't going to really have anything to do with anything that we've seen so far, you know. We got uh, we we got uh, uh, Luthen laughing hysterically when he finds out that the heist was a success. Oh, and that reminds me, when they were leaving, I was like, okay, there's guys getting into Tie Fighters. I was like, how the hell is this rig gonna outrun Tie Fighters? Like, how are they even possibly gonna survive this? And I gotta say, I was a little like the scene was kind of cool looking. But at the same time, it was like like he they navigated just perfectly so that the Tie Fighters ran into the light show, like whatever. I don't even. I mean, and I didn't even understand completely what the there light was like show debris. was caused by yeah. balls balls of fire or whatever the heck they were, and and this larger vehicle veered through it perfectly because the kid was like, okay, go go left, all right, dive now now go up. You know, like he could navigate through it, whereas the TIE Fighters, which are much smaller and faster maneuvering vehicles, just slammed. I mean, you know, they're they're glorified storm stormtroopers, so I'm not really surprised. But I so I, I mean, I think it could have been better established. Two things could have been better established. One, that apparently Neckham is a genius navigator, right? Um, Nemec, Nemec, that's his name. Um, okay. There I was all that talk. There was all this. <laughs> talk two episodes ago about how he's using this sort of ancient that thing that looks like a Polaroid that camera in his hands which is like a, an old timey type of navigation device that you know yeah. can't be hacked it basically has no bluetooth and it can't be like hacked or whatever or or tampered with and you know I, I guess maybe they were trying to say something about the triumph of old technology over new you know, or the the old ways of doing things. Like there was, because there was some yeah. talk about how the you know the empire doesn't care to learn, and the empire, you know, the way they were disrespecting this like indigenous culture. Um, and I guess there was something being said there about how they this older technology could be superior. But I I think. I agree with you that that it wasn't laid out well. That this kid is a genius with this older technology, and this is going to make it possible for them to outwit, yeah. you know, superior aircraft. Oh, and because they're just in a freighter, it's so, not like the Millennium Falcon. It's just a freighter. Exactly. And you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this show that doesn't pay off in any way, shape, or form. We've already talked about some, but that scene where Vel 
hesitates. They're like, you know, they're like uh, whatever yeah. their call yeah. sign was. I forget now. And they're like, Echo, are we ready? Valley are we going to go? What? Echo. Yeah, yeah, Echo, where are you? Echo, Echo, Echo. And, like, she's hesitating. And, I'm like, why? Why was she hesitating? It didn't pay off. It didn't mean anything. It didn't go anywhere. Like, was it for suspense? Yeah, uh, it was, like, for suspense. Which yeah, because she was need. super committed. Um, yeah. Yeah, that that she's losing her nerve at the end. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. But you know, you know what the best part was? I mean, I mean, the episode immediately, as soon as the episode started, I, I said, to, said it to the boys. I was like, oh, look, Andor himself looks bored. Like, this, this episode <laughs> starts with a shot of Andor, and he's just, like, sitting there, and he looked bored. And I was like, okay, I'm not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I like this. Unusually, I like this a little better than you did. Um, I found a little more. It was the best. I mean, each episode has been a little bit better, but it just, it's, it, it's, I, I don't understand the point, I guess, yet. I mean, nothing astounding has happened for me yet. That's like, ooh, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and, like, if this is supposed to be how Andor becomes a true believer and is inspired to like join the rebellion and become that guy who sacrifices his life to help when he helps Jin or so like that. There's a long way to go before he gets there. Yeah. And I, I don't know if he could even get there. Like if there was going to be another season and I knew it, I'd be like, Oh, he's not even getting there this season. There he's is another whole season. There is. There, there oh, is. Well, there's going to be another, there, there's going to be a second season of another 12 episodes. Well, there you have it. He's not going to get there. And I think we saw what's going to happen. So after Nemec dies, um, Le- Lev Vell says to him, um, he wanted you to have his manifesto. And he's like, I'm not reading that. And she's like, oh, I insisted. And so I guess he's going to read the manifesto and start to believe maybe, I, I don't, which I find that's, it hard yeah, that, I mean, to... that's, that's foreshadowing it that I can see. Yeah, which I mean, if the if the things that have happened in his own life are not the inspiration, like this better be some book, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure where he goes now with the heist. I mean, I think I know where he's going to go. So there's that right before he kills Skeen, Skeen's like, we can, we can get away, we can take our money. There's a little moon nearby here that nobody lives on, and we could hide out on this moon for a while. He says, or something like that, right? Something about yeah. a, a moon, uninhabited moon nearby. So if I was oh, Andor, maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's, that's, maybe that's where, where I would go, right? That moon. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, about the moon. maybe that moon, and maybe it's not uninhabited after all, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Guess we'll find out maybe next week or tomorrow, maybe. technically. Tomorrow, technically, yeah. So. so, all right. All right. On to the Dragon Show. Oh my goodness! Wow, what a good episode, huh? So, um, the episode kind of went exactly the type of episode I was expecting, um, <clears throat> and I think next week we're going to get the other side of the coin. Because um, I mean, <clears throat> you know, obviously from reading it, I knew what to expect, um, but it was done so well. I mean, you know, I forgot how much I hate Kristen. At this point, <laughs> I remember reading, you know, reading it, and I, like, I can't wait till he gets his. Oh, that's gonna be oh so satisfying. Oh my god, satisfying. he's the worst. 
He's the I mean, one. he just, he is such a prick. He just, he kills that, uh, the, the maester like it's nothing. Oh, that guy, that lord, like, whoever, who was like, I'm yeah, telling you. He's like, you're not going to, yeah. yeah. You're not going to disrespect the queen. I'm like, and she's like, he didn't disrespect me. Like, uh, dude, <laughs> chill out. Um, yeah. She has an, uh, yeah. really Allison has an, Allison has an interesting, uh, group of, uh, confidants there. Um, well, you know, but I, I will say this about Allison. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, Allison, like, he's not. I mean, he converted so quickly and easily from Rhaenyra to Allison, right? He's not really yeah. like, like I wouldn't trust as much as she does. He, like, he obviously is, is a is a guy who I don't know is. Uh, I mean, the gold cloaks have to swear off sex, and that's how you wind up with people like Sir Kristen Cole, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I will say one uh, thing about Allison, though. She's trying not yeah. to be cruel, and I think she, she acts. I think she actually loved the series. You know, when she was alone, you know, and she was crying and everything. You know, I think she actually, you know, despite the the obvious age gap and everything, um, I think she genuinely loved him. You know through the years. He's a nice man, mostly. Yes, yes, he he really was. (laughs) Um, You know, but I mean, you know, not not all is lost. You know, she gets to have her foot finish moments with Lars. Oh, my God, that was so creepy. You know, it was funny. I'm watching this scene, and I see her take her shoes off, and I think, okay, she's had a long day, and she puts her feet up. I don't think nothing of it. And then he kind of he said or did something and then she like she seemed a little annoyed but then she like took her socks off and put her feet back on the table and I was like oh my god what is going on here <laughs> and then I did not see it coming where she like turns away from him and puts her feet up and then he starts touching himself I did not see that coming I didn't either I was, like, I was oh my thinking god. I was thinking that's inappropriate. Like, like these women are covered from their neck, you know, except for their boobs. They're they're always covered from their like next to their ankles to their wrists, right? And like, yeah. don't. Co- and I, I mean, maybe I'm also extrapolating from what I've like read in history, the history that GR based this on. Yeah. But that I'm like, oh, really? She's taking off her stockings and her and showing bare ankles. Like, isn't that inappropriate? And like, I I, I don't think that Allison necessarily has it in her to use that type of to use her sexual wiles, so to speak. Right? I mean, I think she does. (laughs) Clearly, she does. Although, which it surprised me partly because so much of last episode and this episode in particular was like just how naive and much of it like I don't know we're supposed to be seeing how much Allison has learned and grown and become a different person and able to manipulate but I really feel like I saw a lot of like what a naive dummy she still is um like really is she surprised that her father and all these men have a plan to put like to kill Rainier like what like you're surprised by this have you never read Game of Thrones Allison right like yeah, right. um 
that she's surprised that Otto Hightower and all these guys have a plan to usurp the throne and that they haven't told her. Like, come on. And, and like, she, she expresses surprise multiple times. That I mean, I appreciate her saying, like, not wanting to murder someone is not a weakness, and she stands up yeah. for herself a little bit, but she's still pretty naive and, and dopey. Yeah. When, um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, I read yesterday, maybe, that uh, it just really boggles the mind, but um, apparently the number one – after that episode aired – the number one search on Google was Olivia Cook's feet. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what it was the probably hell? a foot double. It was probably a foot double for starters, uh, right? Uh, who the I hell knows? I don't know, but who the hell knows? But, but it was just, it was um, just, it was just funny that I read that that was like the number one Google search after the episode. I'm like, what is wrong with people? I guess there's a lot of people out there who also think her feet are very sexy. But oh, but I but the, the the best part is it it of course created there a bunch of memes. There's a bunch of memes out there, and and one of the best okay. memes was uh yeah um it was uh something like uh hey Larry Larry Strong uh, Quentin Tar- Tarantino gives you two thumbs up or something like. that. <laughs> it's, it's well known that Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish too. Has a foot fetish. Ah. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Uh. So so what did you so what did you think about the fact that they were they you know that they were holding off announcing the king's death so they could get things in place to crown um, Aegon. Well, I mean, I, I knew it was going to happen because I, I know that this show is primarily about the war for the throne, right? And so, um, like, either, like, it, I, I don't, like, Rhaenyra's not going to get crowned and then and then the high towers come up. They have to, like, you know, they're going to take the throne. Rhaenyra's going to fight for it. That's, so I kind of expected that. But, I mean, I I I guess I'm kind of surprised that, that Allison was surprised, right? But I was kind of surprised that people didn't know it or expect it. I I was surprised to find myself rooting a little bit for Eamon because uh, I think Eamon is generally a terrible person also, but he's not like the Joffrey-level person that Aegon is, right? Um, and I was kind of rooting for him. There's that moment, I haven't read the book, there's a moment where I was like, I mean, I know what happens and I know the history a little bit, but I was like, ooh, maybe Eamon, can you just kill Aegon right now? Like, that would be great. Throw him down the stairs when this fight is going on and no one's really looking, right? Because um, uh, uh, Aegon's going to be a terrible king. Um, uh, right? He has very bad tendencies and proclivities, and he's also weak-minded and stupid, right? Um, let's face it. Otto Hightower's going to be the king. Um I found myself so anyway. I was surprised to find myself rooting a bit for Eamon, who I really have hated for the entire show. And then I was like, "Oh, he should be the king. It's not fair." <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I, was I little, kind of. I, go ahead. I was just gonna say I was surprised. I wasn't completely surprised, but when they imprisoned any of the servants who knew that the king was dead. I thought that was interesting. 
I was like, yeah. what the hell? I was like, they even imprisoned her handmaiden, who she, like, you know, trusts with everything. And then she finds out that she shouldn't trust her handmaiden because she's part of the underground spy network. <laughs> do you think she shouldn't trust her? Or do you think Laris is is trying to oh, no, separate the, the queen from her most trust? I mean, um, she did come. She uh, Okay, she heard it from a little spot. Like, it was a little kid. It was very much like Varys' little spiders, right? It's a little yeah. child who comes to her and tells her, but she goes straight to the queen with it. Yeah, but it was the end of last week's episode when we see her going to the uh, the woman in uh, Flea Bottom. The White Worm. So she's part of the network. Yeah. yeah. She's part yeah. of that network, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Laris yeah. isn't I mean, long. you'll never get rid of all of them. You'll never get rid of all of them. And, and like, hello, Allison. Wait. Laris has his own spies. You don't think Laris doesn't have his own spies? Yeah. Right? Like, Laris yeah. says, how I can mean, you trust that dude? Not that anything surprising, but I thought, you know, but at the same time, even still seeing it, you know, I mean, they, I mean, Hightower flat out threatened people. You either bend the knee or you yeah. disappear. You yeah. know, and then there was the, the one Lord who tried to be slick. It was like, oh, okay, I'll bend the knee. And then he tried to leave. <laughs> but he didn't make it. And he ends up he ends up hanging in the courtyard, yeah. Um Yeah. Uh I mean word of that would surely get out. But I mean this is how it goes. We've seen this before, bend the knee or die. Yeah. Bend the knee the, like we're giving you a choice to bend the knee, but the choice is bend the knee or die. It's not really a choice to yeah. bend the knee. Um do it or don't. Um uh, I, you know, I, I wasn't, so I say Allison is naive and kind of dumb, but this is the second time we've seen her make a pretty good negotiation. And, you know, she goes to Renice and says, listen, uh, come on my side. What did Rainier really ever do for you? Um, and I, this is, I know it's important to you and I'm speaking to you as a mother and blah, blah, blah. And she actually made kind of a decent political argument there. She's really yeah, not, she made a good I mean, pitch. I call her dumb, but she's not dumb. She has grown and learned, but she she's still kind of naive when it comes to certain things. Um, I loved when Rena says to her, oh, come on, have you never imagined yourself on the Iron Throne? And Allison, like, just doesn't say anything. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> she has, right? Um, oh, Absolutely. Yeah, and she and she like has nothing to say there. Um, uh, so I mean, she does do a fairly good. Uh, I mean, I, I think where she's really mistaken is that she thinks she can control this kid, um, which is kind of the mistake that uh, it's not exactly the same mistake, but Cersei made a similar mistake. In oh, Game God. of Thrones, where she assumed that she could control Joffrey, right? Yeah. And Joffrey was just such a sick little bastard, and um, <laughs> and a problem, and she couldn't control him, and she couldn't protect him, and like Allison, like Allison's got all her eggs in the Kristen Cole basket, right? Um, she really only has Kristen Cole and and Lord Laris, and I think she doesn't have enough allies um 
Well, she she out she she outmaneuvered her father to get the to get Aegon in the first place. She did. Um, she did well, but she didn't get to him first. She got lucky, right? Like uh, her father got to him first and had him. Uh, and then Cole she, took him. She really, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she got lucky, but she got lucky. She got lucky. They both got lucky because, like, Otto wouldn't gotten him if the White Worm hadn't sent her yeah. envoy and, like, basically chosen who she was gonna. Right? That the the White yeah. Worm made a choice. Um, yeah. And that was the choice she made was to give him to to Otto, and then that sort of fell apart a little bit. I mean, I, not I a little bit entirely. They need to stop thinking that Helena is just some dopey girl and start listening to her because her prophecies keep coming true. Like, I love the fact that nobody has caught on to the fact yet that she's, that she's a visionary, that she's a dreamer. Cause every, she, she is. She, I mean, this is, is, that, is that an agreement she is or a question mark? No, that's an agreement. Uh, that was she is okay. and... She is, um, and and did you notice the needlepoint she was making in that scene where she's sewing needlepoint, and the queen comes in and says, "Where's, where's Aegon?" And she's like, "Why are you looking at me? Like, what do I know about it, right?" But did you see what what she was making in her needlepoint? It was a spider. No, that oh. I did not see that. She was needlepointing a spider, and so I'm like, oh, I wonder if she's in the network of spies. Like, like. Well, she doesn't need to be in the network of spies because she's a prophet. <laughs> she can see things. <laughs> she is, but she was knitting a spider. I feel like that's not a. Yeah. I feel like that's it's, not I mean, a. Who knows? Way. That I'm not sure. Um, I just know that she said there's a, a beast below the boards, and then that ending we got with. Rhaenya and uh, Maris okay. coming through the boards. Yeah. My yeah, Phil, my, awesome. my my favorite. Yeah, my my favorite prophecy from her though is is when she's talking about Aegon or uh, Aemond, and she says he'll get a dragon, but he'll do do it with one eye. Oh yeah, she said that, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, a couple episodes ago. Crazy, and nobody gets her any yeah. credit. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody catches that what she's been saying has been coming to pass. Yeah, but gonna, I, I, don't I will know say, what... I mean, obviously the story the story couldn't end here, but Rhaenya could have totally ended the whole thing. I mean, she had the whole family right there. All she had to do is say Drakaes, and it was over. <laughs> that entire half of the yeah. family would have been dust. Well, and so I think that, yes, I, and then she could either have taken her throne, taken the throne for herself or secured it for, for her niece, either way, right? Either way, the war, she could have, by, by killing that entire family on the spot, she would have saved really thousands, tens of thousands of lives that are going to be lost in the war that is, that is coming, right? Like she ensured a war will happen. Which is ironic because by coming through the floorboards the way she did with the dragon, she probably just killed a couple hundred people. <laughs> Innocent people, yeah, who had nothing to do with anything. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, she killed a ton of people. That, um, 
That scene was so badass. It was a pretty awesome scene. And I thought she was going to escape, but I didn't, like, um, think that was going to happen. Right? I'm like, oh, she's going to escape. She's going to, this is great. She's going to get away. Um, and then, I, like, it didn't, I didn't put two and two together that they're above the dragon pit, that the dragon pit is right below them. Yeah. Um, uh, where they're doing this. It was pretty awesome scene. Um, so I, I, I watched the after the episode little thing on HBO and I thought oh, I about it or whatever. That. And so like, why do you, and you've read the book, I guess, but I know there's so much more. The book, as you say, is like a history text and doesn't necessarily have definitive answers to people's motivations and stuff. But so why do you think she decides not to just incinerate them then and there? I have no idea. <laughs> I know I would have incinerated them. You know, I mean, she kind of gives that knowing look of, you know, like they, they, the two women have that moment where they look at each other and without speaking, I mean, I kind of hear, um, you know, it's basically Renera saying, you know, I Rain make my it, own Rain choices Rain or you, or you can't, you can't uh, control me or, you know, just basically, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice try, but um, I'm going to uh, tell your uh, stepdaughter. Yeah. Um, I, I I mean, so generally what, like, the sort of um, – what HBO had to say about it, uh, kind of like it was like a mother-to-mother moment. Like, they'd had this moment earlier in the show where they talked about, like, both being mothers. And, Al, you know, Allison goes – really goes to – Renice as a mother when she goes and asks her to support Aegon and she's kind of like what did what did Rhaenyra really ever give you um you know your children are dead are, are your granddaughter your family won't rule you just want Dragonstone um and and like does does she do it because Renice is not going to incinerate a mother standing in front of her son to to defend him kind of um or protect him even though she can't right um, but more so is it about like being the bigger person, like earlier in the episode where Allison is like, I don't think murdering people is like, like not murdering people is not a character flaw or whatever she says. It's not a weakness. Right. And, and like, is she taking the high road? Uh, like I'm not going to murder, like they're all innocent. It's they're not innocent, but it's auto. Right. And like, I'm not going to like fry a whole family right here. Um, I'm just gonna make my and, and like, is it even her battle to fight? Like, she's gonna go tell Rhaenyra, but she missed her chance. Like, she could kill them all because they're jerks, but the throne is not her. Then, she, like, it, it's Rhaenyra. Is it Rhaenyra's fight to have? Maybe is part of that also. Any and all of that has been suggested as reasons why she doesn't do it. Also, because then. Because it doesn't happen. Because the story is that a war comes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, that's, that's you know, without anything. Me. Yeah, without anything being well, obviously, but you know, the, the character still has to have a reason for it, and I think without being any actual dialogue, um. I think you're right. I think a part of it's taking the high road. I think, you know, part of it, uh, you know, not killing your enemy isn't necessarily a weakness. I don't think it's 
uh, anything like, oh, this is Rhaenyra's fight type of thing. I think it was just kind of like, you know, given her history, you know, being the queen who wasn't, um, maybe she's, you know, realizes she could have been the one standing there. You know what I mean? So maybe mother, or yeah. maybe it's mother to mother and type moment. You know, I mean, there's lots of things you could read into it. Um, yeah. Bottom line is, it just ensures that we're going to have an amazing, fun time next season. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now going into, you know, and I, it's funny. I've, I, you know, a couple people I've talked to at work that watch it, you know, everything, they kind of felt let down because uh-huh. of the type of episode. Well, I mean, they enjoyed the episode, but it's like. We know these last two episodes, nothing can really happen because it's the last two episodes. So, you know, this episode we got the Hightower side of things, and the next episode we're going to get Rhaenyra's, you know what I mean? Or what do they call them? Um, this, these were the, 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 green, reds, the, the, reds, the blacks and the greens. The, green, yeah. the reds and the blacks. Yeah, the blacks yeah. and the greens. You know, so next week we're going to get yeah. the blacks, ver- you, know, uh, I, I'm, you know, whether it starts after – Renice gets there or before, and then she shows up, you know, however they end up doing it. But we're going to see that side of things of them gathering and making their plans for what they're going to do, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, the season, yeah. I mean, the season kind of ends on not a, um, it, it, you know, it, this is kind of an unusual way to end a season. You know, usually seasons end on these big high notes, you know, well, there's one um, more. We have one more. Yeah. Right. And we don't you know mean, exactly what's going to happen, but I'm saying I don't see anything drastic happening in this finale is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Cause it's yeah, just setting, setting it's it just, up for it's the setting war. This, it's setting it up for season two. That, that's what it's, Yeah. you know, which it, which is fine by me. I mean, I have no problem doing it this way because um, it makes sense, you know, because you don't want to start something big and then go, okay, you have to wait now. You know, so this kind of, um, lull into the end of the season is un- unusual for most shows, you know, but they also know they're getting a second season. We all know there's going to be a second season. So we're, you know, moving, I mean, think about it. We had Game of Thrones. We had uh, our final moment of the season was Jon Snow dying and we had to wait till next se- you know, the yeah. following season. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's a big moment, you know. I mean, they might, they might have some kind of moment like that at the end of this, you know, next episode, but it's going to, you know, yeah. th- these episodes, last two episodes are much more subdued than yeah. what it's going to be like next season. I do think these episodes, so I, I think, I mean, for me, I feel like they've done a pretty good job of setting up, putting all the pieces on the board for the war to start. Um, And and sort of defining the characters and their relationships and their motivations. Um, You know, I think they've done a good job with that. Particularly, um, again, I haven't read it, but it's my understanding that none of that really is in the, in the, the book. Um, That again, it's a, it's a history book and not a novel. And so it doesn't always say like Viserys said this and Rhaenyra said right. this because of X, Y, and Z. Well, right. Like it says, that's she's... kind of the, that's kind of the cool thing about this because, you know, while you have an outline of, 
you know, you have an outline of big moments and things that happen to get to these moments. This is kind of the ideal thing to adapt because you get to fill in the pieces with with stuff, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, you know, you kind of, you know, you know, in the books, you know, Allison is mentioned and how she is and, and this and that and everything. But, you know, this gets to fill in the intricacies of what she did and why she did and how she did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I kind of like, yeah. I, I kind of like that. It's the best of both worlds because it stays true to the source material, but it gives you a chance to change things up because th- there's things that aren't known specific. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it has really worked for me um, so far. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, so... I, I said because I was so over the whole Game of Thrones thing and, and so annoyed with Martin and the Winds of Winter. Yeah. It's just, and it's been so long since we've had Game of Thrones. I was just, I was over the whole thing. So many people were like, oh, my God, aren't you excited? Oh, it's coming. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to watch it, probably enjoy it, but I really don't care. I'm not getting all excited leading up to it. And I got to say, I've actually, I think I've enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. It's it's done really well. I've really, really enjoyed it. I don't, there's not one episode that I was like, eh, that one was all right. You know, each episode yeah. has really been really, really good. I mean, I think, I think you it know, gets better I, every it, week. yeah, it really does. And I mean, honestly, I mean, I love the first season of Game of Thrones, but I think this might've even topped it. This, this first season versus that first season. I mean, I, we haven't seen the yeah. finale yet, so who knows? But, I mean, I mean, but then again, <laughs> Game of Thrones did kill Ned Stark in the finale. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and, I had, and I had, and I had, and I hadn't started reading the books yet. I, you know, I didn't start reading the books until after season one. Right. So you didn't so, know what was coming. Yeah. yeah. So you had a great gotcha moment with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I guess you know who has to live, who can live, and who can die, but I don't know. So. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens with that. All right. So one more big one. Um, and yep. then we wait. I don't know how long we wait, yep. but we wait. Yeah, I don't know either. All right. Yep. So next week. We'll still have The Walking Dead. She-Hulk is over. So we'll have Walking Dead, Interview, Quantum Leap, Andor, House of Dragons, and AHS. But only one episode of everything next week. Yeah. All right. More manageable schedule next week. Um, And with things ending and starting. So, all right. Cool. I think we did did pretty good with our double up this week, though. I got to say we did uh, pretty good. We, We had a lot to talk about. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, so. All right. You have a good week. You too, Karen. And Don't work too I'll, hard. I'll see you. And we'll I will. And I'll see you back here. Tuesday. Same time, same place. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, as always, to Roger and the NDB Media team. Thank you to our loyal listeners, all five of you. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. Good night. Good night.